Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan and the CBS Sports Network. And we're coming live for the Build Four Top Studio Boomer Size and Greg Giannotti. It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network. And wherever you are on the free Odyssey app, good Monday morning. Boomer is back from a few days off. And, of course, the Rangers didn't lose the entire time that he was gone. And then the night before he comes back, they lose. Of course that's what happened. Uh, you had the Knicks on Saturday night just too shorthanded to compete with the Celtics. The NFL offseason heating up, yes, with the combine right around the corner. And the Mets are not going to do anything about this Kodai Senga injury. They're just going to shoot him up with some plasma. And the next thing you know, hopefully he comes back in a couple of weeks. Good morning, Bo. We're good to see you. How are yeah, you? Good morning, Jake. Great to be back. Uh, I'm doing well. As a matter of fact, you know, when you beat the Islanders, Devils, and Flyers back-to-back-to-back games, you know, that's a great week. <laughs> and then you lose to the, the, the lowly Columbus Blue Jackets, who are the worst team in the Eastern Conference. It just goes to show you that, uh, you know, attention to detail and really coming out smoking uh, and playing hard and playing with passion is a real thing because you can get beat by the worst teams in the league especially after you've played, what, five games in eight days. So uh, the Rangers get a little bit of a break, and then they come back and play uh, on on uh, Wednesday night. But this team, as I've been telling you, this team cur- currently as constructed is not a Stanley Cup team. It's not. It, it, they have to add a couple of pieces, and they got to do it quickly, I think. 
I mean, they're at the top of the conference or at the top of the league. As a matter of fact, Vancouver, I think, has got one point better than them and Boston, who are tied for the top of the, the Metro, but I mean, uh, the Eastern Conference. But I, I just think that there are certain things that, I, look, after a 10-game winning streak, there's not a lot to complain about, especially when Shesterkin is playing great. But there are players that are not playing very well, and there are players that are probably in roles that, if the playoffs started today, would not be in those same roles if Chris Drury is able to pull off a couple trades. So um, the trade deadline is March 8th. Um, watching them intently, uh, there are certain players that I do worry about, like number 79, Con- Keandre Miller. I don't know what's going on with him. He's an uber-talented, big, strong hockey player. Sometimes I don't know what he's doing. Sometimes he's out of position. Sometimes he makes the wrong decisions, and he puts his team uh, in a a tough spot. And, you know, we all watch games differently. I understand that. It's the beauty of hockey. Everybody sees things what they want to see and how they see them. But uh, there are a couple guys that probably will not be playing, you know, come the playoffs just simply because – you know, and I love the big guys. Don't don't get me wrong. I love the Rempe. I love all of that, and that's all great right now. But when you come down to it, and you play in the uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs, you have to have people that stop people like Marshan and Pasternak. You know, Barkov from Florida. Uh, you know, uh, the Hurricanes are loaded. I mean, the, the Metro is uh, is a pain in the ass as it is. The Eastern Conference is going to be a pain in the ass. Who's stopping Austin Matthews? All of that kind of stuff. Just to speak hockey for one second. But I, and then out west, you know, you got Nathan McKinnon, you got Connor McDavid, you got, uh, you know, Leon Dreisidel, you got Vancouver is the best team in the league right now with JT Miller, a former New York Ranger leading the way. I mean, there are a lot of really good teams and the Rangers have got to fee- uh, need to fortify themselves in a couple areas, I think. Number one, right wing. And I believe a third line checking center that is going to be able to stop opposing best players and who those players are and who who Chris Drury's looking at you know it's all over the internet you just don't you just don't know so i have been locked in i love it i love what they're doing and uh, I expect them to come back Wednesday night and hammer the Columbus Blue Jackets. I think we should talk more. Yeah, I think we will. Especially when the team is winning. Especially when it's hey, coming off of a 10-game winning right. streak. Best team in uh, hockey. Hottest team in hockey. And they have been uh, doing it now consistently for the entire year. Now, this Matt Rempe, he has fought in essentially every single game that he's played. And every game, he goes up to whoever the toughest guy no, is. No, they come up to him. In warm-ups. Well, still. They, whatever. They, however they, he's starts sitting there it. stretching, and he comes, they come up to him, and they, they call him out. And like uh, my son-in-law, Matt, Matt uh, Martin, at the uh, stadium series, basically gave him his first shot. So he had one second on the ice yes. as an NHL hockey player, and he and Matt were going at and it. And this, this one on Saturday. Delorier from uh, With the Flyers. Yeah. That was probably the best hockey fight I have seen in years. I mean, and they just let these guys wail on each other. They both came out with bruised faces. And it was it was intense. And I'm going to tell you right now, I, I know that there are people out there that don't like this part of the sport. This has been a part of the fabric of the sport since the sport freaking began. Now, fighting is way down. But there is a, there's, this kid is getting challenged and he's not turning down any of it. Normally, this stuff doesn't happen like this. It usually happens in a game where a team you know, is sleepwalking through a game. And so a guy's got to get up there and... And he's he's just doing take, it every game. And he's got to take away. Yeah, because guys are now challenging him, yeah. and there and he comes in with a reputation, of course, comes in with the size, you know. And Matt told me that yeah, he's got a longer reach than Chara, for God's sake. And Matt had to fight Chara. That's right, but, he did. Because you know why? That was Matt's role. That is Matt's role. 
And it's a role that still exists in the NF and the NHL. And if people don't like it, too bad. It's a part of the league. I don't. I don't hear anybody not no, liking there, there, it. No, there, there, there are people sorry, out there that are. I'm against. sure there are, but I, yeah, but they, not they, in they, my they, world. They, they're like, hey, hey, no, of course not in your world, not in my world. Yeah, like I mean, sorry. we're we're hockey. You know, I'm a, I play hockey, so and I've loved the sport for as long as I can remember. The Colton Ors of the world, the Joey Kosers of the world, the Nick Fatios of the world, Ty Domi, yeah, Ty Domi, of course. Uh, you know, Sean Avery was a pain in the ass. I mean, all these guys that, you know, and, and like, like like Brad Marchand for Boston, before he became the superstar that he is, he was a little pesky, pesky pain in the ass. Sure. He played on the fourth line of the Bruins with Milan Lucic. Mm. And, you know, they were running everybody over. So, and, you know, that's, and that was, of course, Matt, Cal, and Casey. That, that, that was their role for the Islanders. That's the identity line. That's right. And what does the identity mean? means that when you're on the ice, you're going to get hit. You know, whether they're doing that now or not, that's that's for a different discussion. But that's what they have done since they've been together for all those years for the Islanders. And that's something that the Rangers have missed. And they've been trying. They've been trying to find guys to, to, to do that role. And now they got this kid Enstrom and they got this kid Rempe that look like they can play, look like they can skate. The question is, are they going to be fast enough and understand what the playoffs are about? I, I It's great right now. And it, it has infused a uh, needed energy because that team was living through a malaise there for about two months. And they've come out of that malaise now after the uh, the All-Star break and have played well. So they still need a number one right wing. I still think they need a legitimate checking third center. If you got those two guys and then you figured out what's going on with Keandre Miller, now all of a sudden maybe, just maybe, you have a chance to win a Stanley Cup. But right now it's currently constituted. I don't think they're... I think they're good enough, obviously, to make the playoffs, and they will make the playoffs, and they could probably win two rounds just because Shesterkin looks like his game is back. But I, they still need reinforcements, and that's what the trade deadline's all about. I love when you get into these discussions about Rangers' expectations and stuff because you do all the stuff that I do with my teams that you yell at me for. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. So I'll, I'll explain like if my teams are playing well, but I don't think that they're going to be able to advance in the playoffs. Like, I don't know how many times about, oh, the Vikings are going to the playoffs. Yeah, but they're just not good enough to really challenge. They're like, come on. They're in the play. You could be the Jets. You could be the Giants. You got to enjoy this. You'll say things like that. But then when it comes to the Rangers, you do the same thing. Where you're like, hey, this, everything's great. This is fine. But they're not good enough. Well, that's why I'm saying they have to reinforce it, the trade deadline. I line. know, but it's just... In a- the NFL, that the trade deadline, you know, in the past few years, it actually act, it's been somewhat active. Yeah. But the NHL trade line is deadline is always active. Sure. And it's a big part of the sport moving forward going into the playoffs. So... Uh, like I said, I am really happy with where they are. And you tell me you were going to beat the Islanders, the Devils, and the Flyers in back-to-back-to-back game. I'm like, hey, that is awesome. Uh, you know, that, to me, that was like one of the most satisfying weeks in a long time. Uh, the yeah. way those games ended and the way those games were played. But the other thing, too, now the Rangers, because, and this is the other aspect of playing for the New York Rangers, you always get everybody's best shot. You always get everybody's best shot. And when they come into the garden, they get, they get your best shot. Now, this Rempe kid is becoming some sort of folk hero already. Well, this this Columbus guy got the best of him last yeah, night. He did. He did. There's no he did. doubt about it. Uh, Olivier, yeah. So, I mean, he had to go to the locker room, for God's sake. Well, yeah, checked out. He had to get whacked in the face. Well, they were also checking out his hand because you also caught the Columbus guy with a couple... Uh, 
Right. He stumbled fist. though, man. Listen, yep. Rempy's hey. been a. It's been fun, but he he got he he caught it last hey, night. Yeah. All right. I'm not saying that he didn't, but I'm just all I'm telling you is that for the most part, he's been challenged and he has gotten up to the challenge, and it's unfortunate. That it has to happen this way. I wish it would happen more in the flow of the game when it needs to happen, as opposed to the beginning of the game. But like you know, this fighting in Philadelphia, uh, as they were saying, uh, Sean, I think it was Sean McDonough was saying, "Look, man, we haven't seen fights like this." No, and uh, I'm not saying that this is the way the game should be played, but it's a part of the game. It's a part of the fabric of the game. And that guy is. Uh, I, I, I watched Sean Avery on his Instagram, and he laid it out perfectly. This guy. Hey, there's no days off, man. You want it? You want to eat? You want to play in the <laughs> NHL? You got to make a name for yourself, and you got to go out there and you got to fight your way through it. And that's exactly what this kid is doing. Yeah, I mean, he's he, he's fought in every game. Did he fight in the Devils game? Yeah. He, yeah so he he's did, fought yes. in every single game now yeah. since he's been up. Four and, fights, yes. I mean, that is uh, he's got to be like, all right, enough for. I mean, I know that he's he's making a name of himself and everything, but I, he's like it. It's not him, no, but it's not. But by the way, he, not, but, right? I by know the that. way, he is stretching before the games, and the other teams, guys. This is why I'm saying that he's going to be like enough. I don't want to do it tonight. Well, but you, maybe you should say that. Like you know, I, not I'm, tonight. I'm sure. I'm sure he and Olivier will fight again on Wednesday night. I guarantee yeah, you, they will. Of course, yeah. but it, but hopefully not at the beginning of the game. You know, I'd like to see the kid play a little ice hockey because he can play. You know, he knows where to go, uh, and uh, the fourth line has been uh, somewhat of a, uh, a a lost a, a lost group for the Rangers for a long time, and they finally seem to have one. But again, those two guys are rookies, man, and the N- the NHL playoffs is a bitch. And there's the 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 room is constricted. You got to make quicker decisions. You got to be able to get rid of the puck. You can't be turning it over in the middle of the ice. You can't be backhanding it into the middle of the ice. Things that we have seen in the past years for the Rangers. But if, if Chris Drew is smart and he listens to me, <laughs> well, get me a right winger if you can. It, it all depends on what you want to give up and what you don't want to give up. And that's the, that's really that's the crux of all of this. And if there's a team out there that is willing to go all in, and I mean all in, giving up first-round picks and all that other stuff, to really truly make a run like, say, Carolina or the Devils, and if they get Markstrom, the, the goalie from the Carolina Flames, I mean, Carolina, uh, Calgary Flames. It's going to be a little bit of a uh, a dogfight for the Rangers that will significantly impact, uh, I think, the balance of power in the Metro Division if somebody gets the Calgary Flames goaltender at the trade deadline. Uh, speaking of the Devils, did you see our pal Frank the Tank, Frank Fleming, get <clears throat> escorted out by security at the Rock <laughs> because he was yelling and screaming too much about how the Devils weren't playing well, and he was saying, like, you know, fire people, and he was just absolutely nuts, and he was doing his whole freak-out thing. And he wasn't, like, I, I, everybody has a cell phone and can film it, but this wasn't one of those things where he knew for sure he was on camera, so it was definitely organic. And he was yelling so much that the Devils fans around him complained and had, like, security come up, and he got escorted at least out for a little bit, and then he ended up coming back. Basically, Frank is a Devils fan. Yeah, yeah, he's a Devils fan. And, yeah. and he's obviously Devils, a Devils, Dolphins, Mets. It's, it's a yeah. weird uh, collection Knicks. of teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I I understand. I I, I got to tell you, my, my uh, timeline on X was crazy after we had him on. Oh, yeah, no, of course. I, I mean, yeah. people either love him or hate him. Yeah, well, uh, the Devils fans hated him yesterday. I would, you know, I, honestly... You know, I go to games, and uh, I hated when I when I would sit there and there'd be a Ranger fan sitting behind me. Just everything was so like negative. Like this guy sucks. Get rid of that guy. I mean, like, holy Christ, what are you coming to the game for? Yeah, 
Like well, to blow off steam and then tell us all how everybody sucks? Well, I mean, if things aren't going well and you're frustrated because you went to the game, you want to see your team play well and they're not playing well, you vent, right? Yeah, I, what I, we I do. that's what we do as fans. I know that. And I, I do, I've do. i done that with the Mets. I've done that. I have done that with the Rangers. I've actually gotten up and left the building because of uh, Nikolai Zheridev. Yes. That guy sucked. And you, and you made you made Gunner it. go home by himself. He was a young eight year old boy or something he wasn't like that. Eight. He you was said like, you sent him on the nah, subway. Nah, nah, oh, like nine maybe. Fifteen, I think. Because <laughs> he like, got you know why? Because he got mad at me. Yeah. Because he said, "Hey, Dad, will you stop being such a negative Ranger fan." See, there you go. So he asked he asked me to leave. Like like I didn't have to have security ask me to leave. My my own son. <laughs> That's so God funny. Asked me to leave over Nikolai Zherdev. Yeah, well, and I got a Nikolai Zherdev stick, and I looked at that stick, and I looked at the curve at that stick. Yeah, I'm like, no wonder why this some bitch can't hit the freaking net. <laughs> ah, you, you got, got him an the- actual stick, like a Zherdev, actual Zherdev stick. Yeah, wow, that's cool. <laughs> and it was the curve like. I could not believe. It. I'm like, how does anybody even? No wonder why he can't hit the net. No wonder why he sucks. And no why he wouldn't be, he wouldn't play defense either. That's the thing that pisses me off. Yeah, and this is why I worry about Keandre Miller. I don't know if other people out there see it the way that I do. I don't know what's going on, but too many mistakes. It gets outflanked too many times. Too many two on ones. Too many wrong decisions. He's really having a tough. I think he's having a tough time. Now, other people will tell you he's probably the best player on the team. I don't. I don't agree with that. I just think that I worry about him because he should have. He should be so much better than he is right now. And for for whatever is, I don't know if he's hurt. I don't know if he's playing hurt or what it is because you know the so much in hockey is understanding where the puck is going and how you have to get there before the puck gets there and reading the play. And for some reason, it's it's there's a lot of standing around and a lot of guys getting around them and a lot of cross-ice bad passes that are getting in, intercepted in their own zone. Maybe he's got the neurovirus like everybody else in the Northeast right now. Maybe. Let's not even talk about We're that. Not, why, no, why we have to. Why would we even talk we about that? We have to. I'll tell you why. Because, one, there's articles all over the place about how it's spiking. We get it every year. It's it's now been an every year thing for the Boomer and Geo show. And this morning, Allie informs me that her daughter and Benji's son, her boyfriend, Benji, his yeah. son, both with the neurovirus on Saturday night. So she goes, oh, I can't believe I didn't get it. I'm like, just wait. It's coming. It is. It's on your ring cam right now. You know, it's about to walk in. I could have done my own makeup this morning. Yeah. Well, I warned you. Before you got the makeup, I let you know. She she didn't even give me a heads up to like halfway through the makeup. Oh really? And I was like, oof, ah. Uh oh. I do I do think though, I, from what I read in the extensive neurovirus research that I've done the last couple of years, that someone who has like the incubation period cannot pass it on. Like it has to be like a particle from the 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 poop or the the, the vomit. Like when that starts happening, that that then you then you get it. Like if someone has it on their hands or something like that. Like you, unless you have the symptoms, like you're not going to pass it on in your incubation period. So she should be okay. So we're thinking she's in the incubator right now. Oh, 100%. percent. And I, all I can tell you right now is that there's no way that any of those particles are going to get anywhere near me. I'm just telling you right now. Yeah. Now she could have carried a particle from. Her, Sienna, her daughter, in here. And then rubbed it on your face. Exactly. On your face. Yep. We got it on our faces. Nice. Yeah, yeah. She brought in the the diarrhea the diarrhea norovirus. Yeah. If she did, man. I, I, I'm like, I'm just... And it 
the worst part about the neurovirus is how it goes through a house and then basically you have it in your house for two weeks because then everybody gets the incubation period and all that stuff. So if one of anybody in my house gets it, I'm just going to go diving right in and just say, let's get it over with now. Because I there's no way I'm not going to get it. It's the most contagious thing ever. I'll just take a little puke and just rub it on me, yeah, put it in my yeah, nostril, this, and let's but, go. But this particular norovirus is more about the diarrhea than it is the puke. That's what they say. I but, mean, that, I was reading about it, too, as well, and it's highly contagious. Yeah, it's, it's the, most, the most contagious thing out there. It'll happen. It's an annual tradition no, here. I, you know what? It, we had it so bad last year, that was the promo code for Boomer and Geo Live tickets, was neurovirus. That's how bad it affected us last year. So it'll happen. You just got to just, just mentally prepare yourself. I, I, yeah, all right, all right. I'll CeeLo's to... kids had it. Oh, of course they did. <laughs> CeeLo's kids had it last week. He said, so he probably has so it now. Was, so he was in here. He was in here. Uh, yeah, here you go. Here yep. we go. It's all. Oh, it's 100% and, you know, happening. somebody, I, I think somebody did send me something on X saying, you know, I can't wait until this rips through the morning show. Oh, it will. It oh, will. great. That's, that's really nice. Now, on the, on the flip side There's of the coin. There's actually somebody out there hoping that we all get the norovirus. Oh, yeah. It's, well, it's like a thing. It's like, it just, it's, it's entertainment for the audience. It's like, just can't wait to see these guys have to deal. Because remember, last year... And th- this is I a, don't remember last year. Well, so well, last year I came in. I and, know what you did. Puked in a in a garbage pail, it, right here in the in the radio station. I was covered in the blanket because I was shivering, and I just it hit me like halfway in to work. I was like totally fine, and halfway in I was like, I was like oh no, yeah. And you had it in Phoenix, right? Yeah, he had it in Phoenix. Yep. Yeah. I don't think Jerry Allen. I no, uh, you didn't. You didn't, which was amazing because I puked in the studio. Now I did take the garbage pail out and we got rid of it and everything else, but particles in the air and everything else. I figured everybody was done for. I'll tell you, that's where uh, Sid Sydney uh, door dashed me everything I needed plus an IV doc. Yeah, that's right. Yep, smart. That's yeah. what you got to do. Attack that some bitch. You ain't, you, you ain't kidding, man. Attack it. Uh, all right, Boomer and Geo on the fan in CBS Sports Network. Get Jerry in here in just a couple of minutes with his first update of the morning. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, Boomer and GL on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Everybody together for this February Monday. Jerry Recco's in here with an update. What's up, Jerry? Morning brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. Brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Uh, the Rangers, 10-game winning streak coming to an end. And Aaron shoots, kicked away by Merzlikens. Put out in front, Roslovic takes it away. Johnny Goodrow. Moves in. Rastlovic scores! Yeah, that snapped a 2 2 tie not long after the Rangers had tied it. Uh, the great Sam Rosen on MSG. 4 2 was the final. Even with the loss, the Rangers, the record's unbelievable. 39 17 and 3. Uh, they do fall in Columbus. Here was Peter Lavulette. Don't want to hear the fact that they played and beat Philly just a day prior. We needed to win a game tonight. There's no. There's no excuses with the schedule. The schedule's a schedule. Everybody catches back to back. You're expected to be able to handle that. And tonight uh, wasn't wasn't our best. How refreshing is that to hear? Well, don't no care excuses. about it. No excuses. Back to back. Be damned. Go out, play, and win. As opposed to the nonsense we hear in other sports. But it is called the hockey mentality. And what you saw last night was you saw a team that played five games in eight days against the team that wanted to come out and make a statement. And uh, you know, it just goes to show you that even the worst. The worst team in the conference you can lose to. You know, and it's a little bit Any of a wake-up call, day. but you can't. I mean, listen, 10 out of 11? Are you kidding me? Pretty damn good. It's unbelievable. That if you said, told me they were 2 of 11, like Rutgers was from the three-point line, then mm-hmm. I would say we got a problem. Taking the early shot, I see, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, I got to get I got to get my shots in now. <laughs> I mean, there was a point in that. It's a that, tough day. There was a point. In time in that game, with yeah. I think about ten minutes ago, Rutgers uh-huh. was making a little bit of a run. Yep, I was like, oh boy, they here got we go. to within I think nine. It was, all right, yeah, I was like, like oh no, here we go. Mm. I was going to turn you on. I was watching on the Big Ten Network. Thank you. You know who did turn me on was Jimmy Roberts. I saw that. That was very that. nice. Yeah, very nice. That was kind of cool. Huge Maryland fan giving you, uh, you know, Maryland, and Maryland guy giving you some praise. See, no homer calls here. Right. <laughs> that was very nice. Well, there were, wasn't much to you to call from, from the homer standpoint. Like uh, so. There was not a lot. It was a bizarre day, yes. It seemed like all, and uh, I, I forget, I don't know who the analyst is for Big Ten. Uh, that was Stephen Bardo yesterday. Okay, so, I mean, he he was pointing out, you know, the 50-50 balls, it seemed like Maryland got, got their all hands of them. on it, at least 75% of them. Agreed. Yep. And we'll see the rubber match in the NIT. It'll be great. Maybe. Hey, hey fine you never by know. me. Postseason basketball. These two may end up seeing each other, you know, championship Big Ten conference. Eh, probably not. You know. <laughs> okay. Just calm down. Just we'll get because to the- your coach wears a white suit. Yeah. Well, everybody all of a sudden starts playing because right. he looks smooth and silk. And we hear from John Minko. Right wing pass goes to Dingle. Five seconds to shoot. Four seconds to shoot. Dingle down the left side of the lane. Step back, jump shot over. Bristol is good. Danish Jenkins drains it. Big time hoop in St. John's head, 84-78. John Minko P-E. on St. John's radio from Learfield. They uh, they beat number 15 Creighton and beat him soundly, 80-66. to Danish Jenkins, 27. Uh, I think he was 12 of 18 shooting. Pretty damn good. Also had six assists in that game. And this isn't far after Rick Pitino destroyed his team. As yeah. we know, we talked about this last week. Here he was reflecting on that. I should have never mentioned to anybody by name. I didn't mean it. I was trying to talk typical clinic talk like I do. Uh, my family... 
in my plays outside of breathing air that are the most important thing in my life. That's why I'm still coaching today. <laughs> See yeah. how many are still on the team next year. <laughs> well, like, And I mentioned that that backtracking had nothing to do with getting this team back, in my opinion, but more going forward where with the recruiting and the sure. transfer portal and they doesn't want well, guys making thinking. making a run now. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, they, they have played better. Now, th- this was a very, very good win. Georgetown stinks. They Agreed. responded after that, but this... This was a nice win. This is the type of win gives you hope going into the Big East tournament too. And didn't uh, Mike Rapoli just give them uh, yes. a seven figures? Of, yes, oh, that's a ton right. of dough for their uh, their nil program. Damn right. right, which completely again is like the NCAA has got no teeth whatsoever. They they just got slapped down in court once again, and you know the the players win, and you're now dealing with a completely different set of athletes that have different expectations financially now. If you want to come and play for, them. they're pros now. Yep. Essentially, okay. and you know, you basically have fifty states dealing with it in fifty different ways. The state of New Hampshire, you know, I guess they uh, they came down and said, you know, yeah, the people at Dartmouth, the players, the athletes at Dartmouth, are employees. Right, they were trying to, and they're trying to form a union. Right. So this is uh, we, we're just at the tip of the iceberg with this, and where it's going, nobody knows. All right, from the pros, so that was uh, the St. John's when the final score for Maryland was sixty three forty six yesterday. Uh, over Rutgers, you had in the NBA, you've got the Knicks home for the Pistons tonight. The Nets are in Memphis. Yesterday, there were a lot of games, including the Suns and the Lakers. I know the Lakers uh, weren't happy with the way this game was officiated, uh, but either way, a win for Phoenix. Suns have an eight-point lead with the ball. Nine and a half to go as Durant jumps one up from 18. Got it on the right baseline. Kevin Durant, 18 points, and the Suns retake a double-digit lead. Yes, they did. Man, they would you win. love yourself some Kevin Durant. You're always playing Kevin Durant. Well, it's the Suns and Lakers, and the point I was going to get to, Joe Burrow was there, Odell Beckham Jr. was there. It was like a star-studded game. Jamar Chase. Yeah, he was there as well. Yeah, because they wanted to see Kevin Durant play. That's why I brought it up, and it was the Lakers. I thought it was interesting. All right, we don't have to mention them again. Uh, Durant did a 22. I'm saying you do love Durant. I do like Kevin Durant. Durant, Why it bothered me so much when he left. Yeah, He's played more games in Phoenix now than Brooklyn, hasn't he? Yes, he has. And him and Devin Booker, and they've all played more games than the three did here, as we know. Mm. Now, Doc Rivers used to be the head coach of the 76ers. They hate him in Philly. He got booed yesterday. The Bucks, though, did get the final laugh as they won 119-98. Doc, postgame. I think uh, I was happy with it overall. I just wish we could have got further, gone further. I wish I could have had a chance to have Joel healthy in the playoffs. Huh. Uh, but, you know, when I took this job here, uh, I think we got swept the year before in the first round. That that regular season the next year we won the East. Mm, but they never won an NBA championship, and so he heard it from the fans yesterday. But again, Milwaukee did get the win. Just one other thing to wrap up the hockey. The Lightning did beat the Devils 4-1. You do have the Islanders in Dallas tonight. Uh, spring baseball, I'm not going to bore you with too much other than the fact that Juan Soto hit a 430-foot home run yesterday. Juan Soto, in the Yankees. Juan Soto, Juan Soto. <laughs> yes, and the Yankees went over the Blue Jays. Here he is having a blast with the Yankee fans in Tampa. It's a great feeling. Uh, it's still spring training. But it's, it's great feeling to to get to know the fans and everything and how it's going to be up there in New York. It was like a tomahawk job. Wow. I also uh, was reading about him and how there's no way the Yankees are going to be able to sign him next year because of the money that he's going to want in free agency. If he goes off and has, a, let's say, an MVP-type year, they're saying they're starting at $500 million for yeah, a contract. Yeah, $500 million. God, I mean, that, that can't surprise you with this past offseason and some of the numbers that you saw. 
And this guy's what? He'll be 26 when he hits free agency? Yeah. And come on. And think about the contracts he's already turned down. Yeah, he did. Wow, was that $400 million from the Nationals? I mean, wasn't it? It, it? It was a lot. In order for him to make up what he's already turned down, he's going to have to start somewhere around $500 million. Probably. Hmm. Uh, Yankees twins today. Mets nationals today. Mets did beat the Astros Sunday. Francisco Alvarez, a two-run homer to the opposite field. He says on picks 11, he's trying to use the entire field this season. Now we're working on follow my direction, like use the whole field. Like don't try to pull everything, like use the middle, use the right field. Like last year I was trying to pull everything, but this year I want to use the whole field. And he should be better if that is indeed and the case. And by the way, and there's that- a lot of stories about him, how he used this offseason to learn how to speak English because he wanted to speak English in these press conferences. And that's him. And that is him. So he uh, he worked very, very hard to be able to do that. And he, I mean, he, he sounds great. Yeah, hey, Good for him. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, thing, that's the same thing I say about Glaber Torres. You know, he tried to do, he did the same yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. That was good. Now, I know you guys probably talked about this. These uniforms? Oh, yeah. We talked about it plenty. Oh, yep. we talked about it. Oh, my it. God. Yeah. I mean, are they going to do something about this or what? Yeah, they sent a pair in for you to model today. <laughs> oh, they did. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, they, well, they've got to do something about the pants because as we talked about on Friday, there's just, you can see every single ball sack that is out there. When these guys do not tuck their jerseys in like Otani like that, and you, yeah. can, you can see it. I mean, multiple shots of the junk right through the pants. I mean, it is horrendous. I mean, but MLB is coming back and saying these are lighter and going to be better in the summertime and this is probably the best true fabric we've ever used but also more best see-through fabric <laughs> junk town yeah that's exactly what it is junk town yep. uh eagles wide receiver aj brown this goes back to friday afternoon mm-hmm. uh he was on wip uh he was asked point blank if he would if he wants to be an eagle going forward or wants to be somewhere else i have no problem i want to be here it's simple as that I, I love where I'm at. It's simple as that. Next question. And all right, next question. How about reports that you don't get along with one Jalen Hurts? You know, I think that's total BS. You know, I'm not going to get into me and his relationship uh, on the air, but it's total BS. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it wasn't a problem when I was on my six game, six game streak. It wasn't. They wasn't talking about that then. So they they only started talking about that when we started losing. All Eagles all the time. So I know. Uh, well, it should be. I mean, look, they 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 fell apart at the end of the year. They did, and yes, there were did. obviously issues between he and Jalen Hurts on the sideline. So hence all the rumors that are coming out of the locker room uh, in Philadelphia, and they're they're trying to change the. Uh, you know, the direction they're going with the new coaching hirings. And it's going to be interesting to see whether or not these two guys can get themselves back on the same page. A couple of other things. Number one, I will have some Russell Wilson next hour. He was on the I Am Athlete podcast with Brandon Marshall. I think it aired last night, so I'm rolling on that now. And ever since you mentioned this stupid neurovirus thing, now my stomach's queasy just thinking about it. Mm. You put that in my head, no good. Yeah, it might not be in your Don't head. Talk this into existence. It might be in your stomach. No, ah! I'm fine, but it's like ever since it was mentioned now, mm-hmm. it's a thing. It is a thing, and CeeLo had it run through his house, and CeeLo was sitting in that chair, so... Hey, I don't know if you're using the same mic screen. It's going to happen. You just have to accept it. I'm not accepting anything. What? Jesus, what? If you get sick... 
See, this is why people, they, they hope that it rips right through us, <laughs> as it was put to me on X. Yeah, I and saw I, that and too. I appreciate that. I actually laughed when I read it. Yep. I, I don't know if that person was trying to be funny or they were trying to be mean, but whatever it was, it made me laugh. Yeah, you'll be laughing when you got explosive diarrhea on the bowl. Dude, I've been there, man. Been there, I know, you're not going to be laughing, though, at that then. I wasn't laughing at that. Not funny. Yeah, it's not it's not good, but if this is more of that and not as much of the vomiting, then I guess that's a little bit better. No, it's I, much better. Do you really think, because like, Allie was explaining to me exactly how she found Sienna in the crib. Well, yeah, and she was vomiting, by the way. Yeah, mm. I mean, so do you think that, like, Allie had any particles on her or Of anything? course. How could like, you not? I mean, she's a mother, right? So mo- She has mo- to mo- clean it up. I mean, moms dive right in. A I two-year-old mean, just- does not clean up their own pee. Don't do diarrhea on your rugs. Now, let me ask you a question. I'll yeah, try not I, to. I, I don't remember, but I'm just saying, if that happens in your house, <laughs> yeah, who's, yeah. Who's, who's going into that? Well, it's, it's both of us, really. Right. I mean, it, and it happened last year, and it was really, we like took turns. And the worst part about it was, like, Sabrina's old enough to say, my stomach doesn't feel well, and like, you give her a garbage pail or a bowl, like, she'll tell you. But Summer just walks around and just vomits wherever she is, you know? And then she doesn't realize she's not feeling good. She's a two-year-old. And all of a sudden, she'll stop and just go, <laughs> right on the couch. And you're like, okay, great. So, you know, no clue about what's going on. that okay. starts bopping around again. So it's Oof. bad. When kids get it, it is bad. So we'll see. It'll happen. I guarantee by the end of the week, one of us has. No. Can't oh, guarantee. Come no. on. Stop being so Guaranteed. negative. It's not negative. It's realistic, man. You look at all the articles. You know, spike. there's a spike. Oh, you're, a, you're so pessimistic. There's a spike. No, no spike. There is, but it is. It's a legitimate spike in the Northeast. No hey, Barry, you want to put a hundy up on uh, who gets it first? Sure. All right. So are we? So whoever gets it first gets the money, or are we betting on who gets it first? I think we we bet on who gets it first. I'll take I'll take I'll take myself. Oh jeez, yeah, I will take myself. I'm definitely taking Jerry. Well, Which is interesting since now I could end up with it in an hour or tomorrow or Wednesday. It's one thing I've never gotten though. You've I, never gotten a norovirus? No, and I know I get sick a million wow. times, but never that. And you get it every year. I have. Well, I haven't I'll take had Boomer. It. Take Boomer. Okay. All right. So this will be good. <laughs> be the three of us because these guys you can't. Now, well, unless they, they pick themselves, yeah. on. they didn't get it last year either. Right. All right. Well, I don't understand. Like, if we, if everybody puts a hundy in, we got five hundred in there. If, if you know, <laughs> you like, guys are in. <laughs> yeah, you in hour now? You're in there shaking no, it's your head. Too rich for my uh, <laughs> what? Hundred bucks? No way. I mean, Al, you can come out of it with you know winning four hundred dollars. But I would have. Do I get? No, I'm still confused. Do I no, get? No, you can bet on one no, of us. You so you bet on who gets it get the it first. first. Now you can pick yourself. You think you're going to get it first, like I did. But no, but if you, Gio picks himself, and I also pick Gio. Who, you split it. I would pick Gio also. Okay. All right. So, so are you in? Sure. Yes. All right. Okay. Look at Eddie. All right. So <laughs> Shorehaven Wealth Partners are going. No, this is not how we build our kingdom. A uh, Mr. Shorehaven Wealth Partner number two. Are you in or not? Not for a hundred bucks. I'm out. Oh, That's God. too much. It's fine. Don't pressure them. Now, when does this have to happen? By are we just like is open? No, no, no. If just what, whoever gets the norovirus first could happen next year. This is a long. Someone's oh, going to no, get no, next no, year. No, no, no. This has got to be this round. I agree. I think we got to put a, a time That's frame on Memorial Thirty Day. days. Memorial Day oh, weekend. Okay. That's two months. That's three months. Kick off the summer show. 
That's when it ends. Okay. All right. So I have you. I got you. You have me. Mm -hmm. You have me. You. (laughs) And so does Eddie. And Eddie has me as well. All right. So Eddie and I would end up splitting the money. Yes. We're probably (laughs) the odds on favorite. (laughs) Yes. Uh, All right, Jerry. We'll see you next hour. It's Boomer and Geo coming to you live. The Built Ford Tough Studio. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. A couple of social media things that I noticed this morning. You know how you get an athlete who might be in a contract dispute with his team and they scrub their social media of the team? For example, Justin Fields. Justin Fields unfollowed the Bears on Instagram. It was a big, big deal for everybody, right? So it's only fair that if I see something around here like that with one of our employees Uh-oh. that I have to bring it up, right? Is there, there somebody C-Loing us? Yeah, I maybe. Okay. Maybe. I call this the C-Lo effect. The C-Lo effect. All right. Yes. So our own head of digital here, Tom Izzo, <laughs> used to be yeah. Tom Izzo WFAN. Right. And it, he used to say in his profile, WFAN digital content creator. Tom Izzo. That's what he would say. He has now switched his name to at Tom Izzo Digital. Tom Izzo. And he took WFAN out of the profile and says, I make digital content. And I'm not the basketball coach, obviously. He puts that in there. So what are we doing? Al, you know What's going not, on Al, here? Al, you know we're not talking about the basketball coach, right? We're talking I do, about yep. Tom Izzo that this works Tom here. Izzo. Okay. Yeah. yeah you, have a, you have a habit of screwing names up. No, this people. one I'm aware of. All right. Well, you know, obviously, uh, sounds to me like he's doing work for other people. So- as well as us. Well, yeah, and, and, that, and that's fine, and, and I understand wanna, that. He doesn't want to pigeon, so pigeonhole himself. Yeah, but him and Spike were very close. Still are very close. We know Spike is leaving. Uh, Spike could be throwing a shiv into all of our backs then. What, you think he's taking them with him? He could. You never know. Think he's poaching? Poach spot? I don't know. Could be 100% poach spot. I don't like it, though. I'll tell you that much. All right, so that so I you bring that up now. There's got to be a reason why you brought that up. No, the re- no, the reason no, no, I brought I mean, it up was because I, I I thought I found it interesting. We always talk about how athletes do this passive aggressive stuff. With Kyler Murray scrubs his profile, the Cardinals, Justin Fields unfollowed. We have one of our own guys here doing exactly that. So I I just figured I'd bring it to the the court here. All right. The, the, so the, uh, and what, what do we think? Uh, you know, what do you? I, well, I this is what I think. I think that he's doing more things than just here. 
And this way, this makes him sound bigger. Does it? I, I mean, you're diminishing the name WFAN. He, he creates, took WFAN out, out creates, of it and put digital in there. But he cre- creates di- digital content for another. But he doesn't say, I make digital content for WFAN and another place. He just says, I make digital content. It's. Uh, do we know if he's still around? He popped his head in here already. He's oh, here. So he's here. Why don't we just ask him? Why don't we ask him himself? I didn't know. I did not know he was here. Okay. Well, he's, he's usually working with us. Yeah. So as Al goes and gets Tom Izzo, the other thing I saw this morning, uh, congratulations, rather, to Peter King, who is retiring. Peter King. Uh, you know, you and I, before we were coming back on the air, I said, I had something for you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Peter King is announcing his retirement. Mm-hmm. Peter King. And when I first started in the NFL, the first team he covered in the NFL was the Cincinnati Bengals for the Cincinnati Enquirer. Yeah. And I found this out this morning by reading his article. And, uh, huh. you know, it's just not going to be the same Monday morning, not reading all the stuff that he puts and all the content that he creates. That is correct. His, but he's right. Like, and, I, and I was reading the article this morning and it was like, all right, I know it's time. He yeah. knew it was time. That's right. And he shouted you out in there. Gave you a very little uh, positive thing going on, so that was, was awesome. Like one Great of his career. first guys. Great career there yes. by uh, Peter King. All right, here comes Tom Izzo. Who oh, has, here he is. Who has scrubbed WFAN from his oh, X account. Unbelievable. I mean, we see this all the time with athletes. We see these guys with the passive-aggressive, you know, Saquon Barkley, if he's going through a contract negotiation, Justin Fields, Kyler Murray, this is what they do, A.J. Brown. It happens everywhere, so it's happening here now. So they're sending a message. Yeah, the message saying. is being sent passive-aggressively through the social media uh, profile. So, uh, Tom, why are you now Tom Izzo Digital and no longer Tom Izzo WFAN? Well, first, it's a more of a blanket thing. Blanket. I make digital content. That's what I do. Okay. Right? It doesn't, um, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a negotiating <clears throat> tactic. I wouldn't call it that. All right. What would you call it then? Well, th- that's a few things. Okay. So this time of year, I get very popular on Twitter. Yeah. For Tom the Izzo. confusion with yeah. the coach Tom Izzo. Yes. Right. Yes. My check is gone. My check mark. Yeah. Yep, the verified check mark. Yeah. So that's gone. So I'm getting less traffic. All right. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Um, this time of year, that's a fun thing for me and my Twitter account specifically. All right, so maybe you should put WFAN back in there. But why would I? But wouldn't why, that but, deter but why, people? But, but why it doesn't you... say Tom Izzo MSU. All right, you know what I mean? I understand, but you know, WFAN does have cachet in the sports For world. Sure. It's a very big name, very strong name. You've obviously used that name to help you get you where you are today. And now all of a sudden you're scrubbing it. I kind of find it to be a little bit insulting. Well, it's also the timing of it as well, because we know how close you and Spike are. Spike announced that he's leaving. We feel like this might be a poach spot where he is now taking you with him to Philadelphia. Or because he's leaving, you are now more inclined to leave yourself. And we see this passive aggressive thing on social media. You start putting, you know, one and two and three together. Next thing you know, we got someone else back there. Listen, interpret it however you want. Read into it. Why don't see, you just tell us what, 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 you're what are you trying to say? I'm not trying to say anything. Sounds like you are. Uh, no. And sometimes re- maybe it. I just need a break sometimes. Need a break? Yeah, need like, a break like Justin what? Fields. Need a break my ass? Yeah. What do you mean What break? are you talking about? You love your job. You don't do. need a break? I do. I love it more than anything. Yes. But on social media, when I go home, maybe it doesn't need to follow me home. But, but that, that's a part of your world, man. That's what you do. You create digital content for social media right here for Boomer and Geo. Like Boomer and Geo's name or not. Yeah, you guys are on my feed like crazy. You're yeah, all yeah, yeah. But we're not in your, 
you're not in your bio, whatever the hell you call that. You feeling like a little bit? No, I'm just feeling like you know, you're sending a message. <laughs> you like, miss hey, me. I, I, I do. I, I am feeling. I'm I'm nervous about this. I listen the way the athletes do it. That's why interpret you're it however you want that's to interpret that's, it. All right, so all right, so we Wait, are. No, I'm not doing anything. You you then. feel how you want to feel. I didn't do anything. Yeah, you no, did. You, you, you scrubbed, scrubbed WFAN. You scrubbed scrub spot. You did. You did. I told you the time of year it is. It's that is bull crap central. Thank well, you. He is not on Twitter. He doesn't know. That's from Eddie. He doesn't no, but, know. but he knows. He knows. He can read people. Yeah. He, and he's reading you right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you so- are a scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> so Al Dukes. Al Dukes. I always got to go to Al on this. Yeah, total scrub spot. Yep. He's up to something. All right. He, all right. You're up to something. What are you I wasn't to? going to go this far. I'll tell you this. So, all right. There, all right. Every now and then, and pertain, this usually pertains to politics. Okay. Around here, guys will get a talking to. I haven't gotten one, but guys will get a talking to about what's on their Twitter because you're associating yourself with, you want to celebrate your WFN guy, you want to wear the WFN flag on your shirt on Twitter, go do it, but you have to be careful. That's been said around me a handful of times and not to me directly, but I was like, you know what? Before I get this talking to, let me. You can't put uh, like opinions that are posted on my account or if, my opinions. That, what does that doesn't mean anything? But this doesn't mean anything either. If you write something on there, whether your name, whether in your handle you have WFAN or not, you still work at WFA and you'll still get reprimanded or not reprimanded. What? Exactly the same. To, I can always go back to that example of if you want to say these things, or you so you want to be on the side of this or or celebrate this thing or. Huh? You know what I mean. No. No, I, okay. I didn't understand. Right. I'm saying whatever you post, whether you're WFA in digital or whether you're Tom Izzo digital, will not matter. You're still Tom Izzo digital who works at WFAN. So if you say something that the company doesn't like, whether your name is in there or not, you're still going to be reprimanded or not reprimanded. It's going to be the same. Can it's I ask it's you not going to be no different. It's not 100%. It's absolutely different. Can I ask you a question, Mike? Like, who's paying attention anyway? Me. <laughs> the the other people other who are paying attention? Me, well, here's, here's why I'm paying attention. Because we can't lose, and this is a compliment, we can't lose Spike and Tom Izzo at the same time. That would be horrible. So when I see this, I'm like the general manager of, not really, but you know what I'm saying, if a general manager of an NFL team You're sees that like from their coach. player, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa, whoa this guy's unhappy? We got to make sure that this guy's happy. We need this guy. Now, I don't want to, you know, totally fall over head over heels with the passive aggressive bullcrap, but I need to know if these guys are happy or not. Yeah. Well, that's, you, that's why I'm bringing it up. Yeah. And I, and I personally think that you are trying to send a message without, to, to whoever who, I mean, maybe without I'm, a doubt. I'm, assu- I'm assuming the architect without a doubt. is who you must be sending a message to. No, I'm not sending any messages. Mm, listen. So- sounds like it. Well, I'm not. I mean, in this world of social media sewer pit, this is how we determine as to whether or not somebody's happy. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> it, it is true. Do I seem unhappy? Yeah. Right now, you do. Right well, now, right now, I'm being accused of you're doing this and you're doing that. I feel like the you're... amount of blood and sweat and diarrhea I have shed for this place. I, we know that. That's why See, I'm saying it's alarming no, but to now me. I'm being accused of uh, maybe he doesn't. How dare you? You talked about blood, sweat, and diarrhea. Yeah. That means you're unhappy. This is like when dogs said, I don't know where these rumors are coming from. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 exactly. out of here. I don't know when Neil Best got this at all. <laughs> Next day, dog bolts for $15 million. <laughs> Serious. All right, Tom, we're, uh, we're a little bit late here. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we've solved anything with this. I'm still nervous. I don't want you to feel like you're under attack. I want this to be sort of a backhanded compliment because it is. 
We just can't mm. be we can't be losing somebody else now. Mm. So I mean, if you need to talk to us about something off the air, we're here for you. Mm. Whatever we can do, you know. I know Boomer's got some pull around here. Maybe we can get you maybe five or ten extra dollars. So uh, for all the work that you do, all right. I so, appreciate you guys. All right, we'll see you in a little bit. All right, Boomer and Geo coming to you live for the Bill Ford Talk Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. What, what's that face that you're making? I don't know. Izzo just came in here and kind of like, you know, what was that all about? Yeah, we kind of ambushed you. Yeah, that's you the whole point. Because you ambushed us without telling us that you take a WFA <laughs> and you buy it. I'm sorry. I know. Man up. You know, don't don't send these like subliminal messages. Tell us what's going on. Right. That's all. Yeah. Don't be uh, the passive aggressive CeeLo and stuff. Oh my God! You know, I leave for a week and Jesus, <laughs> all hell breaks loose. I felt like it was uh, until this morning with this Izzo thing. It was. It seemed like it was pretty calm last week. I mean, but uh, yeah, coming back today, you're seeing people scrubbing the whole uh, scrubbing the whole Twitter profiles. Yeah, it's amazing. Take a WFAN out of it. We've gotten nowhere, by the way, with this PD search. Apparently, it's just stuck in neutral, just stuck in the mud. Yeah, I figured you would have some more scuttlebutt for no. me, but you don't. I don't. I really don't. There's yeah. nothing. It just it seems it it feels like the Mets off season right about now. Right. Everybody's yelling and screaming to go get somebody, but they're just not going to get somebody. And I think part of this has to do with. The fact that Spike sort of sprung this on the company, like Izzo just did with his, his profile, yes, and then it sent everybody scrambling. So I think that that the, there's people here that want to stick it to Spike and make him stay here longer than possible. So they're just dragging along there this are process here. They want to just drag there it along. Are, you're saying there are people here that want to drag him along, to drag this whole all process right. out all, so he stays here Spike. longer. We bought him a thousand dollar t-shirt, t-shirt that we asked for back. Yes. We have not gotten it back yet. Right. But we didn't give it to him as a going away present. We no. gave it to him as a, hey, man. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. you. We appreciate everything you're doing for us right now without even knowing that he was leaving. That is correct. I mean, he should give the T-shirt back. I, I mean, would. I'd be embarrassed. Maybe, to keep maybe that we thing. have a dinner or something for him. It's like having, like, you give somebody a bunch of money at a wedding, and then there's an annulment a week later. You got to give that money back. You got to give the money back. Yes, a hundred percent, the same thing. Yeah, but you know what? I may, maybe depending on who's paying for the wedding, they may, they may go to the the bride and groom and say, "Hey, <laughs> give me that money you got." <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> that is true. Exactly. Believe me, if that would happen to Matt and Sid, I would have went right to, I, I don't know, I guess, I guess Matt. Yeah, we go to Matt. Yeah. They give me the money. Give me half your contract. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably what the wedding cost was probably half is. You know what? It wasn't cheap, but I had prepared for it. Yeah, yeah, you have to. I, you know I, you got a daughter. The moment she was born. Right. Start stashing it away. Oh, yes. 100%. Stashing it away. And uh, it was money that was well spent and money that I, you know, gave me a memory. So. Yeah. You know what I was thinking? Thank God at that point in my life, I was not into golf because it was at that beautiful course and I probably yes. would have brought my clubs and just totally <laughs> forgot about what was going on. Working on your swing. <laughs> working on my short game during the I know reception. you would have gotten a bucket of balls and you would have gone for the, the 19th <laughs> hole out there. Exactly. 100% I would have done that right. in the tux. I would have out there. All right, it. so I, 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 in my haste getting here this morning. Yeah, yeah. yeah sometimes, you know, you come back from a few days off, all of a sudden you're like, you're out of whack. You're out of, totally out of whack. Especially uh, you, you had another time change, you had oh, to fly God. commercial, all that stuff. Yeah, ate French toast that didn't sit with me well. Oof. But anyway, I will, I will say this, that I do have a couple of very, very nice golf gifts that I was bringing in for you oh, this nice. morning. Awesome. 
and I forgot. I, uh, I forgot them. It's okay. I'm not mad. We're so, going to see each other again. Yeah, I will, I will bring them in tomorrow morning. Okay. All right. Awesome. And hopefully, uh, as we get closer to spring now, and I know with a couple of nice weather days in the spring, we can get out and go play. Perfect. And hopefully, I I, I think I think you'll like what they are. All right. Good. Awesome. I, I thank you very much. I feel like the little kid when my dad used to go on business trips. He'd always bring me back something. I always yes. loved that. I looked forward to that, wherever city he would go to. Right. It was like the coolest thing. Mm-hmm. That's what I kind of feel like here. And the only reason I didn't bring you back something from Vegas was because I was going to Vegas in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right, right. For the next week. Yes, for for eight days. Yes. Uh, Joe in Cedar Grove. What's going on, Joe? Good morning. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Great, right, man. Joe, what's what's happening? Uh, 36 year New York Rangers season ticket holder. Uh, they had a obviously amazing run these last 10 games or so. Uh, Boomer, just because of your relationship, obviously with your son-in-law, this kid Matt Rempe, he keeps day after day, game after game, he keeps getting challenged. Is it? Can he not answer the bell? Because I feel bad for this kid. I mean, is with Matt and if you're challenged. Do you have to drop the gloves? So, uh, no, you don't have to drop the gloves. But you got to remember, this is a 22-year-old kid out of Calgary. And he he comes into the league with a reputation. And, you know, he's getting written up like crazy by the by the media. It's all, uh, like, even for those fans out there that are not hockey fans, let me just tell you something. This is like taking over right now social media oh yeah it's everywhere within the hockey community everywhere i mean spitting chiclets everybody's talking about it so all these other guys on these other teams are you know going to say hey i'm challenging this rookie to see if he's going to be able to stand up and fight for it now i would like to see a couple of his other teammates you know now start uh you know protect him a little bit sure but he doesn't he doesn't have to accept i think he probably feels like He's up here for a reason, and this is one of the reasons is to go out there and fight and throw haymakers. And, you know, it, uh, nothing made me happier than watching this in Philadelphia, to be honest. Oh, that was just, that was so entertaining. I was actually watching that live. I was at the Portly, shocking, uh, watching it, and everybody was going nuts. It was just, it was right, tremendous. So we, we all love it, but I, I also want to see him play hockey. Well, yeah. I, I want him to learn what it takes to play and stay here. And then, you know, figure out when you have to fight, you have to fight. But unfortunately, right now, he's being challenged by, you know, all the other fighters on all the other teams. And all Matt, I believe, said to him before the uh, stadium series game was, hey, you want to go? Because, you know, you know, he knew what the reputation was. Right. And and Matt, you know, fought him and, you know, gave him a chance to show that he belongs. Put him over, they say. Uh, and, And then from this point on now... Every team that has one of these guys is going to be challenging him. But I would also say to him, look, man, we've seen enough. We know you can do this. And if you want to do it, fine when we need you to do it. But what we really want you to do is learn how to play hockey. Because when the playoffs come rolling around and somehow you find yourself on that ice, you're going to have to learn how to play playoff hockey. Right now, this is not playoff hockey. Right. And that's sort of been the the knock or what you saw last year a little bit with the Devils series was the game gets a little bit tighter and then the guys that have been scoring goals in the regular season aren't as effective. Though obviously goaltending is a big deal. Who's going to be the hot goalie? Who's not? So these are things that always come up in the postseason. And I know that when we talk about the MLB playoffs, the, the term crapshoot always comes up. 
It's certainly not crapshoot in the Stanley Cup playoffs, but what it what it is is you go into that thing and essentially everybody's even again. Hey, look, all I can tell you is that you're in a seven game series. Let's say the Rangers decide, okay, we don't want to put the rookies out there right, to, you know, right right away, and then all of a sudden after the first game, somebody gets hit in, from behind, somebody gets clipped, somebody gets into a fight. Now all of a sudden you you insert one of these guys, and then they then they bring back the physicality for your team. But the Rangers have always been known as a very I don't say finesse, but very talented, quick, fast team. The question is, can these guys, I do, they look like they can skate pretty well uh, and they can handle the puck pretty well and they know where to go when the puck is in the offensive zone. But it really comes down to defensive hockey. Are you able to keep the other team's best team, uh, uh, line in their own zone if you possibly can and force them and fight with them and push them and grind against them? And, and and to keep them working hard so they don't score goals. Do you have an acceptable minimum for this team? Meaning that if if I told you tomorrow I could see into the future and you know they they made it to the Eastern Conference Final but lost to the Bruins in seven games, that you'd be happy with that? Do you have one of those in your head? At the moment, I would be. I, I would. I'm expecting that yeah, at least. Right. But I have to tell you, after what happened against the Devils last year, that stink is still not out of my mouth. Sure, of course. Yeah. Well, it cost the coach a job. It's exactly right. And the reason they brought in a new coach and they're bringing these young kids up and getting rid of some of the older guys that did not do what these young kids are doing is because they don't want to get into that malaise that they got into. Uh, with the Devils last year. That's right. Uh, you know, all these, it's great to win all these regular season games and all that. You know, it's fine. It's entertaining. It's fun to watch. Uh, last night's game was frustrating, of course, but, you know, that's going to happen throughout the season and it happens to every single team. Uh, it's how they bounce back from these things, which they normally do. And then how, how aggressive is Chris Drury going to be at the trade deadline? Now, I know we're talking about Rempe and fighting. I haven't heard this yet, but I was just. I just thought about it when we were talking about fighting people. Apparently, Evan on Friday said he could beat up most people at WFAN, in, including me. This is what someone sent to me on X, so I haven't heard this yet. So the conversation we were having was that someone called up and said that Evan had never grilled before, like never had a barbecue, never grilled meat on his own. So I went does that to the, surprise you? Uh, yeah, it actually does. It even surprise me at all. Well, I, it's it surprises me, and I it was it was almost I, I felt offended by that in a way because he's missing out on what but, what great men do, you know. And I, I I just figured at some point that he threw a hot dog or a hamburger on a at some point he doesn't have to be out there with with full tomahawk steaks and seasoning and marinating and doing whatever it, a, a hot dog at some point. Never in his life has he even done that. Yeah, but don't you remember the first two years of Carton and Ev uh, Craig and Evan? Yeah. Craig just brought out all this, like, lunacy that how Evan lives his life. Yeah. And, and the but, things that he's missing and the things that he doesn't know and the things that a man of his age. Sure. And a sports fan at that should mo know more than just presidents, homes, and sports. That, yeah. That they should actually live life a little bit right so i you know i brought up this whole thing how he's missing out and just this is what a, a man should be doing and there's very few things that bring me more happiness than on like a, a late or early summer evening the sun is still up it's still warm i put the music on outside i grab a drink i throw the meat on the grill oh. and it's just it's it is pure heaven and the fact that he is missing out on that is is, is amazing so I think that he took that whole thing. He probably felt emasculated by my take on that. 
and then came out and said that he could beat most people up here at WFAN. Have you noticed that he has gotten angrier and angrier and angrier over the last couple months? Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah, I think I know, it may have something to do with the Mets offseason. Right. That could be a big thing. The beard, that's mm-hmm. another thing. Right. Um, the Nets completely falling off yeah, the yeah, picture. Yeah. That's yep. another thing. Yep. Uh, the Islanders may not make the playoffs because I believe he's an Islander fan, right? He is. Okay, so that's another thing. So there's a lot of negativity that is surrounding him right now. Sure. That may be, be, that may be bringing this out in him. Yeah, it sounds like it. Like, and I didn't even, like, it was one of those things when I, I saw the person write to me and I was like, you know, I'm not even going to take this seriously because this is coming from a weird place from Evan, like you're saying, like he's in a I big ball. I said we put the helmets on again and let's go. Oh, that would be, the, if I did that to Marash, imagine what I would do to Evan. Let's do it. Pancake spot. But if he, uh, look at that, and, and he, he has a football player in Tiki. Mm-hmm. You have a football player in me. That's right. Yeah, uh, and and we can go out there and we can determine for ourselves as we watch you guys mm-hmm. to see you know who can handle who. Uh, yeah, I know. I got two turp helmets right yeah, here. Yeah, I know. Listen, I know I could, and I, I wore the red one in that. Right. Uh, yeah, I, listen, man. By the I, way, this white one here may be a little bit too heavy on his head. He might be like, <laughs> walking around with his head <laughs> between his legs. Yeah. Oh, listen, I'm ready for it. Okay. I mean, there, there, and I, I have got great self awareness. Like, I, I would never say that I could take tyranny in a fight. Never, ever, ever. But like, when it comes to Evan, like that's a that's a lock. That's a hundred percent. Okay, shut your mouth. That's hundred percent. What do you lot. think, Al? You think uh, that he would uh, actually do what Marash had the guts to do? No, to get steamrolled by no. Geo. He's not looking for it to get steamrolled. I mean, no but chance. he just said he could take everybody at the station. Most he, people, he said. I'm sure he didn't people. say you and Tiki, but he's surprised. Well, said most Tiki people. and Tierney. Well, yeah, and maybe I don't know. Maybe he did say Brandon. I don't know. There's no way. Maybe he did. Brandon would smash him so fast it wouldn't even be funny. Did you see? Speaking of BT, did you see the they do that baseball card bit on BT and Sal where they pull a card out of a pack from like the late '80s or early '90s? They say the name of the player and they they quiz each other on what team he was on that year, and they're okay. both very good with this stuff. So they was they they were tied. So on Friday they had their big championship to determine the winner. Yep. And <laughs> BT needed one to like keep it going. He needed this one. And who was it? And I I believe it was Rick Anderson. I have to go back. I think it was Rick Anderson and he was on the Mets that year. So BT's like, "Ah, I'm thinking I'm thinking Pirates, Phillies." He's like, "Pirates." And then Sal goes, "Mets." And he grabs like a, his pad and throws it like a hundred miles an hour at the screen and then gets up and leaves in a fit of rage. Really? It was hilarious. <laughs> and Sal was dying laughing. I gotta show it to you the break. It is it All is right. so and that was legit and they put it in slow motion. He was legit pissed that he lost. It was great. It was such a phenomenal moment. Boomer and Geo on the fan at CBS Sports Network. Shame on me for taking one tweet and assuming that that person was right. Apparently, Evan said the opposite, and someone sent me that he said that he could beat up everybody. Probably for this exact moment to happen, where I would bring it up, and he said the opposite. So, my apologies to Evan Roberts. So, so uh, Evan Roberts does have self He does. He absolutely does. All right, well, good. Yeah. All right, there you go. He said that I, uh, I had another gear... I believe, and then I, and I was also told by uh, someone back in the uh, Bangladesh call center 
that he misspoke and said something that he is shocked that Eddie doesn't have already. Wow. So I got a time stamp on that. And he said this would, now he's, he might be overselling it, but he said it's a, like could be an all-time drop. Really? Yeah, could be an all-time drop. If you listen enough to that show, every day there's something that could be an all-time drop. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, this one, he misspoke and said something that was completely outrageous. <laughs> And didn't mean to say it. All right. So I believe here. Here's your timestamp, Eddie. If you if you need something to do during, during so, so, I, so, so I just wasted t- ten minutes of my my morning discussing. No, you something didn't. that. No, no, no. Somebody posted on X that was diff- that was wrong. Yeah, Shocker! You, you didn't waste it. You were going to be here anyway. Yeah, you know. I guess so. Uh, three thirty to four on Friday. Three thirty to four <laughs> on Friday. There you go. Narrowed it down to a half hour. I thought it was a timestamp. No. 3.30 to 4 is the best I got. So, that's, I mean, it's better better than it happened on Friday. That is true. But I don't, he doesn't even know what he's looking for. Uh, the discussion of the fighting. I'll, I'll, I, can't say, I, don't, I can't say it here. Okay. I want to see how he said it. Uh, but I will, uh, I will tell Eddie in the talk back. Uh, all right, what's going on, Jerry? Brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. Also brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Uh, NFL-wise, I just saw that Peter King announced his retirement. Yeah, we mentioned it a little yeah. earlier. So good for really. Peter. What do you mean? He said he's still going to do something. Just well, not, not going to sure do the Monday morning QB. and Right. But he still mm. is going to work. Yeah, but he's claiming he's going into retirement. Like, he knew when it was time. That's one of the questions mm-hmm. he had asked Andy Reid. You know, like, we're about the same age. Or right. You, you ever think about retiring? You know, and... Right, uh, but retiring means you're done. Yeah. He then wrote, he's still going to do something. He's like the host at WFA, and they retire, and <laughs> Steve Summers was on this week. <laughs> Joe Beningo was on <laughs> Yeah. Mike came back, back twice. Could be, like, could be a guest writer. Could be a guest writer, sure. But That's the thing true. about it is, if you know Peter, like I know Peter... Mm-hmm. He lived and breathed the sport. And then he would be up until 3 in the morning after yeah, like Sunday's games. Monday or morning after QB. Monday, yeah, right, exactly. And he would be covering every single freaking team and game, which is amazing. Him and Brian Baldinger, who cuts up all the games yes. that night as well uh, for the social media stuff. Uh, Russell Wilson on the I Am Athlete podcast slash show uh, with Brandon Marshall, the former wide receiver. Um, why he challenged the Broncos asking him to void that injury guarantee last year and why he was not going to have it. I didn't want to set a, a precedent for players to remove their injury guarantees too as well. And so it, it was it was no way I was going to do that. And so when they said that we're, we're going to bench, we're going to bench, I said, all right, that's what you want to do. And that's what they did. In terms of his future, he is excited for what is to come. I got more fire than ever, honestly, especially over the past two years of what I've gone through, whether it's in Denver or somewhere else. It was interesting listening to Marshall talk to him about his career. I mean, you would think that this was, um, he's been great. Uh, up until the last year or two, you would think you were talking to the greatest quarterback that ever walked the face of the earth, the way they were talking. <clears throat> so, I mean, but here's a question. I mean, Hall of Famer or not? So, <laughs> it's funny. Last year, I think I was working with Sal, and I laughed at that question someone called up. And then I looked up the numbers and yeah. said, okay, yeah. he's a Hall of Famer. The numbers are spectacular. Yeah, yeah they are. They're tremendous, actually. He just the last three years have been wacky for him, and it was not a good look on the sideline when Sean Payton was screaming at him. That you know, a, man, a man of you would think of his reputation and of his background and his playing ability should have went right back at him. A lot of momentum with Russell Wilson going to the Steelers. 
see a lot of that yep. off-season chatter. That would be a really interesting one. And a lot of chatter of Justin Fields, who I know is very upset about what's going on right now, of going to the Raiders with Luke Getze. Mm-hmm. That was his former offensive coach uh, in Chicago. That would make sense because that would be an offense that Justin could just step right in and help Getze teach the players on the Raiders that offense. Okay. I know Mike Tannenbaum was big on Russell Wilson to the Jets. Oh, God. Well, he was just throwing stuff out there to make people... Yell at him? <laughs> no, basically, that's that, there was yeah, but no he's doing way what he's supposed to do. Yeah, but this was not realistic. It's a process. It was. This, <laughs> come on here. It's, it's a process. process. It's a process. Yeah. Now he's yelling all this other crap out there. I guess that's the process now. Uh, so all he's right. doing what he's supposed to be. Yes. So uh, we did find this wow. thing. This uh, wow, that was quick. That was this, very this, cool. this Evan drop. So let's uh, let's take a listen to it. Giannotti would eat me out. <laughs> what? Giannotti would eat me out. There it is. Okay. Would you? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Might have been a time in my life to career advancement, but I, I don't know now. the context of, wh- of why he's saying what he said, <laughs> but do you think he said the right thing? Or no, no, no. He, 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 not. he meant to say, and he corrected himself right away, he meant to say, beat me up and spit me out. Oh. But he said he would eat me out. Giannotti would eat me out. Wrecked him. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Okay. Man, uh, I tell you. Really what the pushing the going limits on around this place, man. Yeah, everybody's got a fetish. <laughs> <laughs> pushing the limits there on Evident TV. Okay. Man, oh, man. Oh, time out. Time out. Peter in Middle Village. Peter, what's happening? Hey, how you guys doing? I love this show. Watch it every morning. Thank you, Peter. What's going on? Marash said that he let Gio win. Yeah. Guy, he's he's he trying. He's backtracking on this thing. You can't fall for this, Peter. You sound he like a great guy because you love the show. You're he smarter than that. He tripped over. Oh, I know. But he said he purposely tripped over mm. Al Duke. Right. <laughs> it was well, all set up. Yeah. Where did he trip over Al? Oh, right there. <laughs> I got steamrolled. <laughs> yeah, there is, there is no way that that's the truth. He's backtracking. It's embarrassing you know, for him. You know, if those desks weren't there, you're going to take them right into that monitor on the wall. Yeah. I mean, How did he say he purposely tripped over Al? He's got no balance. Right, no because ba- I'm and he's going backwards. Him. Yeah, no, he's he's full of it. It's not even worth addressing. I, I pancaked him. I embarrassed him. I left him there on the ground. My I ass mean, crack was hanging out. <laughs> I mean, this is what, that's got to be one of the lowest moments of his life. And, dude, that's got to be, like, one of the proudest moments of your Bellport football. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I, all your football teammates yeah. watching that. One know, of my coaches said, if you played like that at Bellport, you would have been an All-American. <laughs> you know, all the you know, times we've watched this, yeah. I never noticed on the video it says, become division champs right above it. As you steamroll him into the <laughs> Yeah, neither did I. I never noticed that either. <laughs> that is terrific. <laughs> I mean, look at that. Oh, my God. And then still didn't complete the pass, which really, really upset me. It wasn't Aaron Pass. Well, yeah. there was a, there was a, a column. <laughs> I don't want you to run into the column. <laughs> I know. I'm kidding. <laughs> Holy God. That was pretty funny. Speaking of all this type, you see the Cam Newton fight. Oh, my oh, goodness. Yes. Yeah. Like I, one I, on three. Do we know how this started yet? Because I, everywhere I, I read, it was like I, it was some sort of seven-on-seven football camp, flag or something. football game. I thought, yeah. And then these guys just started running up there and attacking. Them. Yes. I think there were two groups, I, I, and the way I understand it, one of the groups runs like camps for kids, passing, uh, 
r- route running camps, that kind of thing. Yeah. And I think, I don't know if Cam's against that group or and has his own group is, or is trying to get involved uh, in a way that's going to, uh, you know, maybe hurt that other group. Well, and, and, and maybe something was said between two, you know, Cam and one of the leaders of that other seven on seven passing camp. I mean, Cam came out of that thing looking great, by the way. Yes, he took on three guys and did not lose in a witch hat. Right, exactly. <laughs> Maybe somebody said something about it. Looking, like, <laughs> looking like something out of Wicked. <laughs> right. <laughs> Amazing. Kicking the crap out of him. I mean, he is a big guy, man. Jesus. Uh, he is. Um, well, let's get to the Rangers from yesterday. They had a 10-game winning streak. Uh, they played in Columbus. You would have thought it would have been 11. Uh, instead, the Blue Jackets had other ideas. Kovarov gave it away to Cooley. Cooley centers. Trouba moved up, but Johnny Goudreau cleared it out. Race again, Roslovic again. Now Provorov scores! And that was Sam Rosen <laughs> on MSG. Uh, 4-2 was the final as Columbus snapped New York's 10-game winning streak. Peter Laviolette, thoughts of this one? They they came at us with a lot of speed. and got behind us with odd man rushes. There was, you know, it wasn't just yeah. one or two. There was too many of them. And... Um, you know, we couldn't capitalize at the other end. Uh, now that's pretty much what does it. The last 10 minutes of that game, they were all over Columbus and just couldn't get a pass from Merz-Lakins. That That's the goalie for the Columbus a lot of Blue play- Jackets. A lot of players on that team. I could pronounce the name. Yes, I oh. know. Well, they have a, a whole Russian line. Voronkov, Marchenko. Speaking yeah. of names, I meant to bring this up on Friday because I saw this on Friday and I told you off the air, but I never got a chance to bring it up on the air. <laughs> so I... I'm watching Sports Center on Friday Give before the show. Heaven. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm watching this Sports Center and they're talking about Washington State basketball and Linda Cohn's doing the highlights. And she goes, and then they get the ball to Andre Jakimovsky. And I went, no. No, no, no. And then I look it up and it's 100% his name Andre Jakimovsky. J A K I M O V S K I. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Did she laugh when she said it? No. She she was after a huge upset win over Arizona. Yeah. And Jack (laughs) Amorski stood tall. Jack (laughs) It's amazing. And I went, no, no way. And then I went to the the website and the roster. There he was. There was not a mistake. This was not a mistake. This was not someone messing with her prompter. That's prompt got to be. I imagine she writes a lot of her own prompter stuff. Yeah, she's got to be like, I'm sorry, what is this thing? Someone's <laughs> <laughs> screwing with me. It right? is from yeah. some you know, European country where Yakimovsky probably means nothing, right? But it's probably Yakimovsky, whatever Yakimovsky. <laughs> But it's with a J, though. Yeah, Yakimov. Well, whatever. Really not much better. So, but like he's over there, like Jakimovsky's not a funny thing. He comes to America's like, why everybody laughing? That's a rough one. That's a rough one. I wonder, because I don't think he's a starter, but when he enters a game on the road, I mean, do they laugh? Do they boo? Well, like, I, we'd have to look at the pronunciation guide. Does it matter? From, what, 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 from Washington State, right? Yes. So it probably is Yakimovsky. 
got the chest. Not, like Jerry it's said, still not, not much better. <laughs> it doesn't matter. At that point, it doesn't matter, I guess. Okay. <laughs> what was his first name again? Andre. Andre. Probably like A-N-D-R-I. Yeah, J-E-I or something Good like that. I think it wasn't Ilya. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ilya, not Alya. <laughs> <laughs> God. I have a broadcaster uh, saying his name if you'd like. Yeah, to yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. It's the back t- Pac-12 Network. They're going to talk to him after the game. And welcome back to Beasley Coliseum. Greg Heiser, Eldridge, Lucaster. We're joined by Andre Yakomovsky. It's <laughs> <laughs> still pretty bad. It's with a J, though. It is with yes, a J. Yes. So someone could very easily say Yakomovsky. But Yakomovsky <laughs> is just as good. I'm sorry. It's almost a little bit better. In a way, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's gosh. like like when we thought Billy Jock Alone's name was Billy Jack Alone. That's what we thought his name was at first, and then you find out it's Jock Alone. It's a little bit better, you know. Well, maybe it's Jack Amosky. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Anyhow, what else? Uh, Rangers will play Columbus at home on Wednesday. The Lightning beat the Devils four one. You've got the Islanders in Dallas tonight. The Knicks home for the Pistons. The Nets on the road. In Memphis, uh, St. John's beat number 15, Creighton, 80-66. to You got uh, a big game from um, Danish Jenkins at 27 points, 6 assists, so a very big win over a top-20 team. Maryland did beat Rutgers 63-46. to Spring baseball, just one from Juan Soto, one more from Juan Soto here, talking about new team, new season, new goals for 2024. This was on the Yes Network yesterday after he hit that uh, very long three-run homer in their win over the Blue Jays. As I'm in an American League now, I, I want to I wanted to finish all 30 ballparks, to hit a homer in all 30 ballparks. And I'm missing like six or seven, so uh, that's my goal for this year. I'm sure he will probably get that, you would think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's one of his I would, goals. I would have liked to have heard that's one of my goals this year. I agree. The other goal is for us to win a World Series. Hit a lot of home runs, get a big contract. That's another goal. That is a big goal, yes. too. Yankees, Twins today. You got the Mets and the Nationals today. Yesterday, Francisco Alvarez homered in the Mets. Spring went over the Astros. Uh, and by the way, doesn't Boris represent Juan Soto as well? Yes. Um, by the way, uh, Bellinger did get a deal with the Cubs. Cubs yeah. 80 million bucks, and then yes. he actually can get he can opt out next year. Correct. Which is kind of an interesting contract. It is. Boomer and Geo on the fan in CBS Sports Network. We were just watching some of the Shane Gillis Saturday Night Live stuff in the break. And that Liberty Mutual Limu Emu bit honestly is the funniest thing that's been on Saturday Night Live in, in decades. <laughs> if you haven't seen that, go and watch that. It is pure genius. And of course, his monologue got a lot of attention. Anybody who watched that and actually thought that he bombed is an idiot. Because there were a couple of headlines out there. There's like cringy monologue, Shane Gillis bombing. No, that's not what was going on. It's He was making fun of some of the, the material that he was using and, and not everybody loving it, which is part of the bit. It's part of the comedy. He probably was planning on that the entire time. Anybody who knows comedy or, or, or knows him knew that he killed it during that monologue. He was awesome. Listen, it hasn't been that funny in years. Exactly. Yep. And uh, I didn't see the show. I saw, obviously, bits right. of the show, especially when he was in those bits. And the, he made the show. Oh, yeah, of course. And there was that's the most attention that show has gotten in a very long time. 
and his, his monologue was great. There was some unbelievable laugh out loud moments, and it was interesting because him being fired from that show and then accepting the hosting gig, you know, it was a, you know, that I'm sure he had a little bit of a struggle with it at first. Like, do I really want to now? Now they need me, so they're going to come and use me. Um, but that's just such an honor. I would have never turned it down if I were him. And it was a, a big moment where he needed to come up big, and he did. I, I bet you a lot of his fans were disgusted by the fact that he went back there. But at the end of the day, a lot of his fans tuned in to watch what he was going to say and how he was going to say it. Yeah. And what you saw in, the, in that opening is some of the stuff from his Netflix. Right. Um, you know, his Netflix, uh, Netflix special. That is a little bit controversial, but at, at the end of the day, it's all comedy. And every single one of these comedians is controversial. That's what makes it so funny. And what he does, he's got this ability to touch on these things that people would be offended about and then turn it into a positive story. Well, that's, well, it's, you know, Bill Burr does that. Well, yeah. I mean, in, in great, oh, a lot of great comedians yeah, do that. Sure. So, and when he talks, like people who don't know Shane Gillis or don't pay attention or want to go out and get him will be like, Shane Gillis does six Down syndrome jokes. But okay. He did Down syndrome jokes, but he talked about how the the people in his family that have Down syndrome are the only good people in his family, and how happy happy they they are. are. Yes, and like, and and when you're around people who don't know or don't have someone close to them with Down syndrome, they (laughs) think that they're they're having a miserable life, but they're not. They're actually the the happy. It's like they're doing better than all of us. And then he opened the coffee shop he talked about with only Down Syndrome employees. But he made a joke about that. He's like, everybody's getting apple juice. We don't know how to fix that. <laughs> right. Yes. So, like, he do- he makes these jokes. But then also, he's like, how could you really be mad at me? Look what I'm doing. And he also says, hey, they don't give a rat's ass about the political, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, the election coming up. So. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, he, he used some words on TV that, that people don't use much anymore yes he brought, he brought toast when all of a sudden his mom wasn't his best friend oh my god well that was, oh god, that, that was I, I had to pause the monologue because i was watching it on my phone when he <laughs> did when he said that i don't even think i could say it here but when he said he said i know the exact moment where my mom wasn't my best friend any longer and said why i i was belly laughing i mean i i had to pause it because i was going to miss half the monologue because i just needed to get all the laughs out so i think he did good by them i think he did good by his fans and if there's a, a critic or two, then, you know, those people need to laugh at themselves. Well, of course. And they're, they're going to be. And, and you know, some of this, unfortunately, is his political lines as well. You know, I mean, there's some people out there oh. that are going to. I mean, it's true. I mean, he's he's looked at as, as whatever. But he I thought he did a great job. And it was it was really, really funny. And uh, his career right now is uh, absolutely skyrocketing. Uh, Eddie is in Rockland. What's up, Eddie? Good morning. What's going on, fellas? You know, boom, you got uh, you got a couple of people jumping ship on you with that bicycle tour. I called in midweek and talking to Tierney and uh, giving to give C-Mac a little pep talk before he goes on that bicycle. And one is out, and one doesn't remember saying he was going to be in it, man. What kind of... Whoa, 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 whoa. These guys? Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. So now I, I will just, in all disclosure, I told Boomer right off the bat that this year... I wasn't doing it, nor did I did not bail. I did it twice. I told him this year I'm not doing it. Both BT and C-Mac committed. Yeah. They both committed. They haven't said anything to me, so right. I was assuming that they were still in, just like Zoo. Is Zoo still in? Well, Zoo got off to a great start with the weight loss, and then I think he kind of what? Yeah, went he, told me, he told me he was in. He's got a team, so that's all, right, all I can tell you. All right, good. By the way, I should I mean, give- not one person has come to me and told me that they were not a part of it. 
We're going to have As a matter of fact, the guys that uh, that group of guys who, you know, basically were in it only because he wanted that black Jets helmet. <laughs> that is right. Yeah. Um, basically said they had the greatest time of the, you know, one of the greatest things they've ever done. Absolutely. Yeah. It was uh, BT and Hoffman absolutely loved it. Yeah. There's a sense of accomplishment. The fact that last year we had beautiful weather was awesome. Uh, by the way, I'll p- put this out there. Sunday, April 28th is when I'll do the uh, guest bartending thing at the Port League with all the uh, the funds uh, going to uh, Team Boompa on the bike tour. So I'll give you maybe 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock. We'll do that Sunday, April 28th, uh, a fundraiser for that uh, for that whole uh, deal. Well, that's unfortunate if that's the case. If C-Mac, I guess C-Mac's the one who said he didn't remember saying yes. That's a, that's such a bull crap. We pulled him in the studio here. Yes. Was first starting the overnight. And... He, he was he, in because you were talking about he looked big. He hadn't seen him in a while, and then you I said have a that way for you to lose some weight, get a little healthier. You know, that's what inspired all, me last year. The whole I, thing. I was thinking about, of course, our foundation, but I was also thinking about a way to incentivize him to do a little something about you know his being overweight. That's all. W- word is that he didn't think that that he thought it was a bit. No, not, that's I. That's never a bit. And you got, how long have you guys known me? Long time, uh, long, long time. time. I, have I ever used that part of my life as a bit? A bit? No, no never, that's not ever, never, right? And I remember in that conversation saying to him, "If you say yes to this, you have to do it." Like I remember I mean, do we have doing to go that back to it. I mean, do we have that tape somewhere? I'm sure it's somewhere. I don't know what the hell day that we was. Have a, we don't have a timestamp on that. No, we don't. <laughs> no, okay. no, we don't have a timestamp. You got to listen to every every show. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> right, every six o'clock hour from now until the last six months. Yeah, that that would be unfortunate. Because I do remember that part of it going, do you understand you can't say yes to this and then not do it? Because that's the right. worst possible thing you could do. You'll be you'll be disowned. From and the, the worst thing the would time. be like, you know, saying yes to it and then, saying that you had a great time doing it mm. and then backing out without telling me that you're backing out. Like like PT apparently mm. is doing. Hmm. I, I don't know what the reason would be. There could be a legitimate reason. I'm not could sure. Be. Could be. Maybe the date doesn't work for him. Oh, you know what the date was. It's true. I remember last year he said he had Colton had a game. He had to rush out and get to. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, it's just, hey, whatever. Yeah. I mean, you just. Do what you got to do. I don't want you to do it if you don't want to do it. They, see, exactly. Right. But but he said he was 100% going to do it again at the end of last year. Which is, you can't commit and then weasel out like that. That's a, that's a loss of respect spot from Booms. Loss of respect spot. <laughs> All right, Boomer and Geo coming to you live from the Build Ford Tough Studio. You know, it's uh, interesting as I was uh, traveling last week and I was just reading up on all the teams and everything else, and I come across this article about Julius Randle and the Knicks. Yeah. About how he mentions potential surgery. That's right. He now, did. is it potential surgery, postseason surgery, and try to come back and play and then have surgery? Or is it in-season surgery? No, he said that it's over with. Well, no, he in that press conference, it was clear last week that he said that there is still a chance for season-ending surgery. Okay, so here he's, he's trying everything not to do that, and that would be worst-case scenario. Obviously, he's, he's trying to rehab it, and they got to take it slow. And that would bring me to my next point. Even if he does come back, you know, he's been known as a physical basketball player. Sure. So he's a guy that likes to get in the paint. He's a guy that likes to go in there, get the, the rebounds, likes to push guys around, likes to lower his shoulder, that kind of thing. If he does come back this year, and <laughs> without the surgery, of course, 
what kind of player will he be when he comes back? Is he going to be a player that's just going to be sitting out at the three-point line and not being the Julius Randle that he has grown into over the last three years? Um, and obviously, as you saw against the the uh, the, the Celtics uh, the other night, I mean, when the Celtics are on, the Knicks without Julius Randle cannot play against them. That, that is very true. And, of course, we know that OG Ananobi is still out. And that was just an undermanned effort, and you kind of felt like that was going to happen, and it did. It's a great question, what Julius Randle you going to get. We always talk about Giancarlo Stanton. It's not just the time that he misses on the IL. It's another month it takes him to start hitting the baseball again. And I would think that if Julius Randle does not get surgery and rehabs and comes back, that he's just going to have to fight through it and be the player that he is. I mean, this is not an immature player any longer. He has grown leaps and bounds the last couple of years. He's not the guy that has to take everything on his shoulders anymore. Uh, no pun intended. You know, Jalen Brunson is there for that. He's got to be the guy that he has to be. And if not, it's useless. Then get the season-ending well, surgery. Well, I, I would say that there is there's more than enough now to support maybe 20 minutes of Julius Randle, not 32 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, you, you don't have to ask him to do everything, especially with the additions now of Burks and Bogdanovich, but I, I does he have to play with a shoulder harness on? That's the other thing. Yeah, which which may may be the case. I mean, like basketball, like that injury, you know, that that's a serious injury. I mean, there's ligament stretching. You know, there's you know obviously all the swelling that goes on when you actually have to pop that thing back into the socket, and it is normally normally. It's a 12-week injury minimum without surgery if you're going to try to come back and maybe be 90%. And then if you're 90%, are you going to be willing to go in there again and be the player that you have become? Yeah, I mean, these are all things that I wish I could say confidently that he's going to come back, be healthy, and be the guy that we saw prior to the injury. But these are all legitimate questions, especially when he is saying now, Tom Thibodeau said, no, like he's going to come back. He's going to check in on him, and he's doing great, and we're expecting him back. And then when Julius Randle had an opportunity in front of a microphone, he basically said, yeah, you know, Tibbs is all over me. He's texting me five times a day. But, yeah, season-ending surgery is still on the table. So that was a scary, scary thing to hear. Uh, but I, my guess would be that if he comes back and plays with how special this year has been, that he's going to throw everything into it, and he's going to try his damnedest to be the guy He's not going to take a a step back. That that's for sure. He's not he's not going to be pussyfooting around because of this injury. He's yeah, going to fight through it. I'm he's going to fight through he's it. He's human being like everybody else. There's only one superhuman that I've ever seen come back and play with a serious injury and play effectively where they still were able to win. Yeah, yeah. Patrick yeah. Mahomes last year with that high ankle sprain. That's right. Uh, and you saw what he was able to do in the playoffs with that high ankle sprain was nothing short of remarkable. And he was just as great last year as he was this year, and this year he wasn't hurt. I just, I always wonder about, like even running backs, they twist, they tweak an ankle, they tweak a knee. It takes them like eight weeks to come back from that because the, the team knows that putting a guy out there that's 85% in a position like that doesn't help the team. It only hurts the team. And the propensity for injury to happen again is higher because that guy is just not confident about cutting on that ankle or cutting on that knee. That's why running backs end up tending to end up sitting out a few extra weeks just so they make sure that they're 100%. I mean, this is a different situation. This is a shoulder. This is obviously, it's not a shooting shoulder, 
But still, I, I just don't know how he's going to be effective the way that he was prior to the injury if he does come back this year. And, you know, listen, playoffs is what? It's physical in the NBA. Uh, yeah, and that's the type of game that the Knicks play. And he, I, I trust in the fact that he has gotten to a point in his career now where, especially with the last few postseasons where he wasn't himself and he was injured last year and he was obviously sulking and during that Hawks series a few years ago before Jalen Brunson got here, that he's going to come back and be the player that we saw early on in the season. I, ha- I have to trust in that. And I know this is a big injury. I think he's going to do his damnedest. I don't think he's going to be sulking. I don't think he's going to be taking it easy. I think he's going to say, hell, I mean, this this is what this is about, for God's sakes. We have an opportunity here to get to an NBA Finals. If you told me that Ananobi, who's coming back from uh, elbow surgery, um, Julius Randle, and possibly Mitchell Robinson are all back for the playoffs, yeah. I, now you have two waves of guys that you can send in there. And maybe that takes some of the heat off of Julius Randle from a physical standpoint where he doesn't have to play that many minutes. But then again, he may get frustrated by not playing that many minutes. I mean, there's a mental game here as much as there is a physical game. Yeah, and I would think about it. Both We expect both the Knicks and the Rangers to be in their respective conference finals. That That's what I expect. The Knicks need to take a step forward. Yeah, but I got to see, see Julius Randle needs to be back on the court in order for them to do that. I think he will be. I, I hope you're right. I mean, but then again, if he, if he's back, I still go back to it. Like, what kind of player is he going to be? So, look, the Garden is going to be on fire come playoff time. Mm-hmm. And all of us Rangers and Knicks fans are going to be, like, going crazy again like it's 1994 all over again. And But we need to have – we need health. We need – the trade acquisitions by the Knicks have been great. You know, uh, Leon Rose and those guys, they did a great job. They added Ananobi, and he fit in seamlessly. And you saw, like, that first 11 games, well, they were unbelievable. I know. It's not so great now that he's missed all this time. But they got, you know, look, at, the, at this at this point, you know, what are they, about 11 games out of first place, I think? Uh, they just got to stay in the mix. And they can beat any, when they're healthy, they can beat anybody they play. Maybe they usually give Boston a, a, a harder time than they, than they did the other night. But, again, you're missing three-fifths of your starting five. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing how jumbled up the East is. I mean, you, the, the Knicks are essentially, you know, two and a half games out of the, the eight seed and in the play-in tournament. So it's like they have to be careful, but they also, if they were healthy, they, they'd be running away with the two seed. Right. How many, how many wins do you think that they're going to need to stay in the top four? Uh... uh how many games left now? So what's the math quickly? Somebody 34 and 23. 57. 57, 82 minus 57. Okay, 22. 22 games. Uh, they're going to have to win. Uh, 25 games. 25, me, 25 games. games. They're going to have to win 15 of those. So go 15 and 10. Yeah, that's that, that would be my answer. I think they could do that. I, I hope so. And that's like the minimum. I mean, obviously, anything better than that would be great, but 15 and 10. Did they Did they at all last week give you an update on Ananobi and when he's going to be going to be back? No, not really. <clears throat> haven't heard much. I've not heard much, which is alarming. But So this is the point with the Rangers. You know, they win 10 in a row, and I'm like, man, I, I'd love for them to win 10 in a row going into the playoffs and flying high and everybody healthy and everybody's got their mind right, everybody's focused. I think for the most part the team is. But um, 
you know, you just you just want to be playing your best going into the playoffs, and maybe the Knicks have an opportunity to do that, given the fact that maybe three weeks from now, maybe four weeks from now, we'll yeah. start seeing some of these guys return. Looks like there was an update, actually, just, uh, this is from two hours ago, from Real GM, uh, Hoops Hype. Uh, OG Ananomi remains on schedule to return from elbow surgery, has not experienced any setbacks. According to Woj, Ananobi will be reevaluated at the end of next week and could return to the Knicks lineup soon after. Uh, Wojnarowski adds that Julius Randle's injury recovery from shoulder, shoulder surgery remains fluid. 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 That ain't good. No, it's not, actually. Uh, Let me ask you a question. Do you yeah. still feel like they can get to a conference final without yes, him? I do. I absolutely do. Because I don't... There's no other team that necessarily scares me. The, the Bucks, of course, are a wild card, and they could be dominant or they could be a mess. So I, I don't, but it's it's really the Celtics, in my opinion. I'm not that afraid of the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm not, and I'm not, not afraid about the, the Heat. You're not worried about uh, the Sixers if they're totally healthy. No. Sixers are dead. Sixers are dead. They're okay. dead. Okay, all right. The MVP's not on the team. Yeah, I, I understand that. I mean, and the spikes ringing the bell down there. Did you see that? Lame duckskin. You didn't? You missed this? I, I missed this, yes. Oh, boy. Lame duckskin. I love bringing this stuff to you, and, and it's fresh. This is this is lame duckskin at the Sixers-Knicks game on Thursday, was it? <clears throat> this was Thursday? Or, well, I forget exactly what day. Well, he's a fraud because he's a Knicks fan. Um. Yeah. He. Yes. He did grow up. He's a, a Knicks, Knicks fan. He grew up a Knicks fan. We know that. But clearly, that that is over with. The fact now. that we're going to have a Knicks fan on WIP down in Philadelphia just brings joy to my heart. This is unreal. How much this guy tweets? Who's that? Spike. I got to go through a million tweets to get. Oh the my god! Freaking, what is he doing there? I got. I don't Look know. Look at the picture. Look at the picture right there. There you go. Okay, you got it. You got it now. Thank you, Stephen Waldron. Yep. There it is. Was he, wear, was he wearing the T-shirt that we bought him? Uh, I, I don't think so. That's him, right? On the left. Yeah, with the black pants. No, he's on the left swinging it? Yeah, he's on the left swinging it. Oh. Why does everybody think that he's the other guy? That happened last week, too. I don't know, because they're both really thin, and they both look alike. Yeah. Well, they do. They do. And apparently that guy is a uh, Hollywood writer. Oh. That's what he's... Uh, that's so what he's, he's now ringing the bell for the 76ers as a Nick fan. That is correct. And the Knicks won that game, by the way. Yes, they did. Yes. Yes. In Good job, Spike. In, in convincing fashion. So, yeah, and then he was taking pictures with his, his new co-host from the box. So he is... Yeah, he's not there yet. You know, he's he's done. Oh, so he's like a big shot now down there? He's always been a big shot down there. Okay. He was a big shot down there before he was with us, and now he's an even a, even a bigger big shot. And they introduced him as Philadelphia sports talk host, Spike Eskin. He's not that yet. That's what they, that's what they He's said. He's not that yet. He was on the air the next day down there, too. Wow. Yeah, so anyway. Talking about how good the Knicks beat the uh, Sixers? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, speaking of injuries uh, and, and shoulder stuff, uh, what was your reaction to Kodai Senga's news last week when you were out? Just like everybody else, here we go. Yeah. I mean, you know, they gave him a PRP injection, so... That's probably going to take at least a couple weeks before he starts throwing again just to see whether or not that has any effect on the inflammation in there. Mm -hmm. um, as long as he doesn't have a torn rotator cuff or something of that uh, of that ilk, then you know I, I guess he'll be back somewhere mid-May, I would imagine. Assuming that all this works. Yeah. 
I mean, they're going to give him a full three weeks off before he throws again. And he said something ain't so maybe interesting. It's June then. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, at this point, June seems <laughs> it seems fine. Uh, but he said something interesting where he's like, I can still throw as hard as I I can. Like I can still throw in the mid nineties, but I just know that. I'm not 100% and can't be as effective. In other words, he can feel it in the show. As long as he's being honest. Yeah. The worst part about uh, dealing with the athletes, I don't care what sport it is, is they won't tell you when they're actually hurting. Yeah. And, you know, I'm glad that he's actually speaking about it. Maybe they can get something done where he can still have a very effective year, maybe give you 25 starts. That's what you got to hope for. By the way, you know, know, reading all the stuff out of the Met camp, like if I were the Met players, just – Putting my athlete hat on for a second, I'd be you know I'd be listening to all the negativity. I'd be listening to all the crap, and I'd be I'd be trying to use that as much as I possibly could as motivation. When I like, I think if they're outfield, and I think if Star Starling Marte's healthy, and Bader in center, and Nemo in left, I'm like that's a damn good outfield. That is a damn good outfield. Yeah, you're talking about. The, the ifs with the injuries, I, the big, the though, big, man. The big thing for me, the big thing for me, is they got their closer back, and who's playing third base? That is the big thing. Well, yeah, I mean, and it's going to be Brett Beatty. So it's going to be. I don't, you know, I, look, I may, you know, who knows? I, all I know is that there are players in there that are legitimate major league baseball players. From Alonzo, McNeil, Lindor, well, nobody's, Nimmo, nobody's Bader, disputing Marte, that. And, and even Alvarez. These are all legitimate, really good. Well, I would hope Some so. Some of these uh, players you know, have a potential. Like McNeil is a, a batting champion. Uh, Alonzo could be a home run champion and an RBI champion. Alvarez is now coming you know, into a, a point in time in his career where he shouldn't be overwhelmed by anything anymore. I mean, there are some good players here. Yeah, I, I don't know. Is Harrison Bader going to play 125 games? Nobody's saying that they don't have some good players. The argument is that they, you don't feel like they improved the roster in the way that they could have in the offseason. And also that they're just not anywhere near as good as the Atlanta Braves. I no, We know that. So, I mean, that's really the argument. Or I mean, the Phillies, for that or the, or the Phillies, right, exactly. And probably the Marlins, too. Right. You know, and for the Yankees, you know, the Orioles are going to be a pain in the ass. Yep, of course. Yeah, so it's but but I I think the Yankees are better. I do. I offensively by but you know listen, they 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 are loaded offensively. They the question are. is is you know is their bullpen going to be as effective as it was last year and can their starting rotation? I I was thinking if they added let's just say they added Blake Snell to this group oh, with be. him and Marcus Stroman together in the in the same roster. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that would go over. Uh, I bet those guys would become fast friends. That's what I think. You do. I think those guys would become fast friends. You know, you know, you were talking about like some of the stuff that Marcus gets himself in trouble with with uh, social media. Maybe he'll back off. Hopefully, he will back off. You notice, like, there isn't one NHL hockey like social media problem. Uh, Paul Bissonette and Butch Goring. Yeah, but those guys don't play. I'm talking about the players. The players don't get involved in this nonsense. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, Ovechkin had a uh, avatar with him and Putin on it. <clears throat> that that is, and I'm talking about an entire league. Now you're saying how like the Patriots never have a problem, yeah, with, yeah, yeah. you know, but the Jets do, mm-hmm. and the Jets are always mouthing off, you know, yeah. social media wise. 
not one Islander, not one Ranger, not one Devil has if, had an issue. The last guy that I think had an issue was um, the defenseman uh, for the Rangers, and then he ended up leaving at Tony something. Uh, D'Angelo? Uh, D'Angelo, Tony D'Angelo, because he was a Trump supporter. Right, people didn't like that. Right, well, some people didn't like it. Well, people a lot didn't. of people did like it. Right, right, right. Maybe 70 million people didn't like it, but 70 million people did like it. Sure. You know, that's... Uh, but that that's the last guy that I can remember that uh, maybe maybe Evander Kane, maybe. I, I don't know. I mean, if if one of these guys, you know, in Calgary or Winnipeg or something were mouthing off on social media, I wouldn't know about it, though. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't know if that's like a fair comparison. I, I'm sure there are a few incidents, but not nearly the amount of incidents that we actually have here with our own football teams. Well, our own staff, like Tom Izzo as well. Now, and, and Al Dukes every now and again. Nah. Not so CeeLo. much. CeeLo, Peter Schwartz, Tom Izzo. Those are the three. Those are the three passive-aggressive social media Those guys. are the big three? The big tree. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Jerry joins us in just a couple minutes. Boomer Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. We've got Jerry Recco back with us. He's got another update. What's up, Jerry? We're brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. And brought to you by Jack Pocket. Order official state lottery games on your phone. So I went back to clear up this C-Mac Brandon Tierney thing. Oh, okay. Um, Good so job. I found the audio and... Of course, I hear things wrong, but whatever. Um, so this was, I got two things from their show when he joined him on Wednesday afternoon, 10 to 2. This was the whole conversation about the bike tour where Brandon clearly is out and C-Mac is not out. All so right. Here you go. BC, quick question for you. You know, May 5th, you guys got a big zing. You guys doing that bicycle tour. You look over at Chris, you know, any advice for him being a virgin bike tour Are guy? you doing it this year? Um, I, I'm, not, not, was, way, I Eddie, asked, I'm not doing it this year. Oh, I'll was, tell you why after, I was but asked, I'm making a donation. I was asked, and I thought I said yes. I asked but you last year. He said, said no. Definitely not. I asked you, Keith. I asked Sal before. I asked I don't everybody. Think so. Maybe like a, like a week before. Uh, I was asked like uh, months in advance. Uh, um, are you doing it? I'm open to do it, yeah. I need a bicycle. Uh, so did my buddy so, Mark. I mean, uh, that's the thing. The bike guy. You know, but, um, it's tough, dude. 45 miles. Can you I, do I, it? I, I don't know. I, I, I'll show you my calves. I'll tell you right now. My calves can do it. You do have good so, calves. Oh, I have great legs. You've got, good calves. You've got Phil Mickelson calves. Okay. So I heard, I told Eddie, I thought it was the, the radio bit. Because when I heard him say not yet or not, I shut, I guess I tuned off my head and I got to timestamp. So McMonagall's in. The problem is he hasn't trained at all. Mm. So here's the thing. And doesn't I mean, bike. He has to get involved because the, uh, the uniform orders are going out this week. Oh, boy. So I I don't want him showing up and us putting him in an extra large jersey. I mean, that would <laughs> look ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, he's got to be involved. I mean, he's yeah. got to get involved. Just like Pete and uh, Brandon did last year. Maybe Brandon may have said something to me about a baseball tournament or something. I'm not okay. sure. And by the way, Big Zoo is still in. He Good. created his own team, yes. and Brian Rascona is on that team. We that hear, we hear is right. We hear you. They're going to be bringing it. Yes. So that's. Uh, I'm very very happy to hear that. Very cool. Now during this program too, you know McMonagall likes to sing. Yes, I do know that. Yep. Have you heard him do the Grease song? I have not heard that one. I'll just give you a few seconds of it. I don't know if I think it's awful or if I'm really impressed. I sit and wonder why I, I, oh, I. You left.
left me. Pretty good. Oh, Sandy. It's the notes here. This oh, Sandy, baby. <laughs> if this were American Idol. <laughs> yeah. All right. And I was sitting next to Katy Perry. Right. I'd look at him and say, look, you suck. Get out of here. <laughs> See, I think I he's actually was, okay. I thought there were parts where I was like, Ugh, but then that part's really good. I like, hear really? him. I, yeah, I thought so. I thought he really hit these notes here uh, towards the end. Was he like in the Glee Club or something in high school? I I know he likes to sing. Was he in theater? I don't. I don't um, think so. One of those theater kids. No, no I don't know. he always he talks football. about his sports. Yeah, yeah I, I know football. he played football, but doesn't mean he couldn't do theater. He could do theater. Hard to do both because he played baseball and football. Seems like he has a penchant for singing. He loves singing. He sings all the time. Coming back from the breaks on the overnight, he every every single beat that comes in, he's singing something. You think I could get him to sing the national anthem for the bike tour? Yes, I do. Absolutely. He, he said how he would love to be on a cruise ship and like be the entertainer. Yeah, because it's free food. <laughs> it's buffets, free food, go I get it, eat. I don't think he said it Jam for that reason. Throat and sing. Yeah. He likes to sing, so I think you could get Aren't him to do it. Aren't those all inclusive? I, I, I have not been on a cruise ever in my life, so I, I do not know. I'm assuming that it's all inclusive. He would get paid and he'd be able to eat his face off. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Now on stage A, <laughs> Yankee Fats. <laughs> so now on stage A, uh, <laughs> Mr. McMonagle, who just came from the buffet. <laughs> or maybe he's over at the buffet and he's got the buffet. <laughs> yeah, well, let's see if he gets in that bike tour. And the reason why his legs are so strong is because he's been carrying around all that weight his he, entire life. He did say that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's where that comes from. He you did know? say that. Look, and by the way, you know what? You got to finish. You got to finish the bike tour. And, you know, this is where I became, this is where I knew that you were all in. Because mm. we were in a driving rainstorm. We were. We got to the Verrazano Bridge. Yep. And I gave you some tequila. That's correct. And we got through it. We did. We pulled over to the side just for probably 45 seconds. Took a shot <laughs> and finished the whole thing. Warm up the insides and, and, and where we go. Was, and this was probably about two hours after he had just been knocked over by a German cyclist. <laughs> that is correct. Who screamed at me <laughs> in the rain as my feet were locked into the pedals yeah. on the ground with him on top of me. Yeah, I got up. I finished. It was pouring rain, <laughs> 50 degrees, windy. Would you would you equate that to like working out? You're, you're, you're going there like, oh, but once you're done, I mean, oh, your I sense of accomplishment yeah, is no, amazing. I felt great about it. And the second time I felt great about it, too. But I put in I put in two of them and. My number's going up in the rafters now. I <laughs> Thank understood. You. Thank you, everybody. Understood. So it does look like McMonagle's in, as long as he gets a bike and maybe trains a little bit. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, Rangers lost to the Blue Jackets 4-2. 10-game winning streak comes to an end. Here was Adam Fox. They were going for a franchise record. Any thoughts about that end of the game? You approach games, you know, pretty similarly. If, uh, you won two straight, five straight, lost one. So, uh, you know, I think it would have been cool for our team to to have that but at the same time it's you know, you're going and looking to win every game so it's uh you know hurts the same well they can go make it 11 of 12 they'll be home for columbus on wednesday uh just 13 seconds on the devils who did lose to the lightning kucherov spins in the near circle finds point can't get a shot off now he sends one cross ice it's deflected away Star! Hagel! no 
Schmidt was out of position <laughs> off that centering feed from point. You, I had a sneak it you in somewhere. Dirty dog. <laughs> Man, <laughs> Matt Lachlan and uh, Dave got Michigan me on there. that one too. Yes, was not allowing you to take the headset. Four <laughs> oh, one uh, was the final. The Devils now basically a five hundred team, twenty nine twenty five and interesting, four. Interesting to see what the Devils and Islanders do here before March eighth, the trading yeah, deadline. Understood as to whether or not they think they still have a chance, and do they add or do they subtract? We shall see. The Islanders, by the way, are in Dallas tonight to take on the Stars. You've got the Knicks home for the Pistons, the Nets in Memphis. That's on the fan at 7.50. Uh, Friday night, the Bucks played somebody. I think it was, uh, well, it was Minnesota. They were in Minnesota. That's right. It was a road game for Milwaukee. And A-Rod, who's now part owner of the T-Wolves, did a in-game interview yeah. uh, with, with the Bucks TV announcers. All of the world seems all concerned about A-Rod because of how tan he was <laughs> the darkest he's ever been in his life hands down that we've ever seen it. so yes. he did he went to social <laughs> so went to social media to set the record well, straight. is that his girlfriend next to him uh, is that the fitness instructor girlfriend it yeah might i be. guess so she looks like it so she's blonde and that makes him even look darker here was a rod on x all right everybody i know that i'm dark but i am dominican and i went on vacation <laughs> And I fell asleep <laughs> in the sun. <laughs> so everybody calm down. Tranquilito, suavecito, mi gente, ya. So I'm going to the Dominican in a couple weeks. <laughs> if, I, if I laid out the sun, I wouldn't look like that. I can tell you that right now. You have blisters all over I'd your like face from the burn. Yeah, <laughs> that would not go well for you. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of the Bucks, you had Doc Rivers back in Philadelphia. Uh, the Bucks taking on the 76ers. He got introduced as the head coach of Milwaukee. Head coach Doc Rivers. So as you can imagine, he got uh, he got booed. Not that bad, but he did get booed. In the end, though, the Bucks got the last laugh. Here's Damian Lillard knocks down the three from the right wing, and that will likely do it for this dynamic duo of Lillard and Giannis today. One nineteen ninety eight, they clobbered the Sixers. So maybe the Bucks uh, they won in Minnesota Friday, they win Sunday in Philly. I know no Joel Embiid, but maybe they're starting to find it a little bit. Uh, here we shall see. College basketball, St. John's played Creighton, and boy, oh boy, a week ago, the Johnnies looked like they were on the outs. Uh, Rick Pitino was going after his team. They weren't playing well, and then here they were yesterday. Here comes the inbounds pass. St. John's, 20 on the clock. Inbounds pass goes to Glenn Taylor, Jr., in the middle. He stops, throws yes. it inside to Soriano, puts it up and in. Puts it up and in for two, 80 to 66. St. John's wins to get to 16 and 12 on the Hockey season. Hall <laughs> okay, this was basketball, though. Danis Jenkins at 27. Jordan Dingle at 18. So here was Patino afterwards. Uh, we know about the white suit and all that. Uh, why he went off last week. We are really, really close. We have a lot of fun together. And my frustrations fell over, but I was doing it intentionally to get them to understand how important it is, especially for our six seniors. But uh, came across the wrong way and apologized right away. Move on. If uh, hmm. something goes wrong, just correct it and move on. Want to... Uh... Have them understand how important it is to realize that they suck. <laughs> well, they don't. So I got my point across. Yes. You guys suck. <laughs> it's amazing. Looking at that there, like he's 72. Yeah. It's tremendous. He's I don't think great. he looks that different from when he was with the Celtics. No. Pretty good. Anyway, um, so they're 16 and 12. They got the win. Maryland did beat Rutgers yesterday, 63 to 46. 
Again, yes, they crushed them. Yeah, they won by seventeen. Yes. Yeah, they they did crush them. Yeah, and you and I did not have a bet on this game. We people, did not. But people are asking me. I was going to probably send you a text yesterday, say you know maybe I'll have you wear a Maryland shirt or I'll wear a Rutgers shirt, but that's an ass stupid. <laughs> well, doing that. you would have won. You didn't win. Uh, Russell Wilson was on the I Am Athlete podcast with Brandon Marshall. I played a couple of clips last hour. This is the one, though, that he's being ridiculed all over social media for, and I think even on the shows, uh, when he talks about the success he still wants to have at this stage of his career. Whether it's in Denver or somewhere else, I, I hope it's in Denver. You know, I hope I get to finish there. I, I committed there. I wanted to be there. You know, I want to be there. For me, it's about winning. Over the next five years, I want to win, too. I want to feel the chill of that trophy again. Two in the next five years. Two Super Bowls yeah. or two games? No, two Super Bowls. Oh, okay. well, I mean, I'm, let me explain I don't something. Know why to you guys. wouldn't feel that way? But that's he's right. Killed exactly. For that. I, and look, if you're an athlete, that's the way you got to feel. It's unfortunate for him that it didn't work out in Seattle. Seattle trades him to Denver. He gets caught up in the blender of coaching changes. And he goes from one very meek and mild-mannered coach to allowing him to do whatever he wants to do to a a Attila Bahan as a coach (laughs) in Sean Payton. And, you know, he had adjusted that. He actually had a good season this year. There was a point in time there. There was like a five-game winning streak, right? Winning streak in there where he actually played well. You know, I mean, so I know I I would think that the Broncos are looking for somebody else. But with this uh, massive increase in the salary cap this year, which is insane. Do you know how much teams are going to be paying players totally when you think about it? They're going to they're going to every team is going to be able to spend 330 million dollars on their roster. And that and that's a 255 million dollar salary cap that's up 30 million dollars from last year, which is insane. And then 74 million for player benefits. I'm still trying to figure out whether or not this affects my benefit. <laughs> it because, should. You know what? You're right. It, sh- it should. And I'm not just saying for me, of course. I'm saying for all players yep. that have come through this thing because this, the popularity of this sport and the media rights that have gone along with this sport that have grown exponentially over the years, you know, had to start somewhere. So if you're going to tell me, like, a guy who retired two years ago and played 12 years in the league, whoever that person is, isn't a part of this new, big, massive TV contract? Well, his 12 years helped build the league to where it's going to and where it's ending up. So you would like the thing. And I don't know. I haven't found it yet to see whether or not my personal retirement benefits. Well, let's hope so. One other thing on Russell Wilson, because we talk about him as having a very mediocre, if not bad year with the Broncos. Yes. 26 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Imagine if we got that out of Daniel Jones here. But, but here's the thing. That was, that was also... Uh, what's his name with Indianapolis three years ago? Carson, Carson Wentz. Wentz. Mm. Same thing. But he lost his last two games. They didn't go to the playoffs. And that crazy owner out there who's obviously got a drug addiction, you know, decides to get rid of everybody. Uh, Yankees beat the Blue Jays 12-6. to Juan Soto, the 430-foot home run. This was interesting just because we talk about spring training as meaningless. Let's get to the regular season already. Who wants to be out there? Who doesn't? This is Soto who... 
who wants a lot of at-bats, he's saying, come now in March. I really need as much as I can. I like, I'm, I'm one of the guys that likes to take a lot of bats and take their hacks every time. Uh, you know, everybody's different, but for me, I, I need as much as I can uh, to, first of all, keep training my strikes on and to get the, get the power to get uh, to up there in New York. There you go. If you're in Florida this uh, March, you're going to see a lot of Juan Soto playing for the Yankees, who will play the Twins today. The Mets beat the Astros on Sunday 3-1. I'll give you just one sound of spring and then maybe never again until the regular season. Alvarez out to right field, chasing Leon back, back near the fence, and it's out of here. Francisco Alvarez goes the other way. Had a home run, a two-run shot in there, went over the Astros. That was Gary Cohen on PIX 11, or maybe SNY. I'm not sure it was one of those two. Uh, anyhow, they do win yesterday. Not that that matters. They will take on the Nationals today. All right, thank you, Jerry. It is Boomer and Geo coming to you live for the Build Ford Tough Studio. Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. I don't know what happened to Boomer over his vacation, but he's over there on Baseball Reference talking to me about war. I am not. I am dead serious. That's what happened during his break. You actually said, "Look at these guys, war." <laughs> where, where did you go? did you go to Cooperstown last week? No, what happened no, to you? No, no, no. Listen, I was just thinking about Juan Soto. <laughs> of course, you were, because <laughs> I always think about Juan Soto. Yeah, and of course, Pete Alonso. Uh-huh. And the fact that they both have Boris as a agent. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, Juan Soto has one distinct advantage over Pete Alonso, and you correctly said it to me. Age. Age. He's much younger, of course. But when you take a look at the amount of games that these two guys have played, uh, 779 for Juan Soto, 684 for Pete Alonso, who has more home runs and who has more RBIs? I'm going to say Pete Alonso. He does. He has 192 home runs to 160 home runs and 498 RBIs to 483 RBIs. So those two main categories, he's played less games and he's got more in those particular categories. But when you start looking at other categories, the age category, the batting average, the war and all that other stuff, Juan Soto has the advantage. That is but true. the guy who hits more home runs and drives in more runs is Pete Alonso. Is Pete Alonso. Polar Pete. And they both have the same agent, and they're both going to free agency regardless of what the teams do. That is correct. Uh, let's go to Tony, who is in Manorville. What's going on, Tony? Hello. Hey, what's up, Tony? Uh, uh, hi, Gio, and thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Uh, I, I got a question for you. I, ha- I have a grandson of mine who uh, plays the piano. Okay. And he's been doing it since he's eight years old. He's like 13 now. Mm. And he, he plays by ear, and he's taking lessons. Wow. And, and, I, and I think he's, he could be a really good, you know, I don't know. I don't know how far we can go with it. But I'd like to send you a couple of videos so you could take a listen to them and see what you think. Sure. Why not? Yeah. I'll, uh, you know what, I'll give you, I'll, I'll well, stay on hold. Is, is he on uh, X? Uh, no. Not an It'll be fine. We could. I'll just give you my email. It's totally fine. I don't care. I get so many emails, old junk emails. I'll take a look at it. Why not? What else I got going on? Boy. Yeah, that's what I'm talking. Now about. I'll tell you this much though. If this is, I could, I could give you an opinion, but it won't be as an informed opinion as I would have for a guitar or bass player. But I'll give you an opinion. I'll, 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 I'll be, I'll be blunt with you on your grandson. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to hear what you think. Yeah, that would be great. So what do you like? What 
Is he playing gigs and stuff now at eight years old? Is he in bars? Just he's 13. No. He's, he's, oh, he's, he's 13. 13. He started now. playing at eight. Okay, yeah. But, but he started playing when he was around eight. But he, he he does stuff like he likes to play in front of people. They went to he, he was in Cooperstown. His team went there. They, they had a tournament up there. And the last night of the tournament, uh, they're having dinner together. And uh, he said they had to happen to have a piano in this restaurant. So he just sits down and starts playing. And, and I said, well, how'd you do? He says, Grandpa, I played for an hour and I made $90. People would throw money on the piano and ask them to play stuff, you know. So, but uh, I, I just, like I say, I just wanted to get your opinion. Yeah, of, sure. Of you know what? Uh, I'll, I'll be happy to, to take a listen. I'll put you on hold. Hang on. I'll give you my email and uh, send some stuff along. Why not? Got to get help along, a young man. He's got to be wondering if he's playing some Billy Joel or some Elton yeah. John, stuff like that. Could or, be. Is he, or is he classically trained? Or is it jazz piano? Right. Does he want to be the next Oscar Peterson? Uh, whatever it is, I'd like to uh, I'd like to take a listen. Oscar Peterson? You don't know Oscar Peterson? I'm sorry, I don't. Yeah, Oscar Peterson, one of the great jazz piano players many, many years ago. Okay. In the cool jazz era. Uh, he lived a long and fruitful life. He passed away uh, a few years ago, but he is—he's my favorite jazz piano player. I'm glad to hear that. It's Oscar something Peterson. that I did not know. He did an album with a jazz trio. He did the West Side Story songs, you know, in you know just his arrangement of them with a jazz trio, piano, bass, and drums that I thought was tremendous. Really, really, really good stuff. I'll check it out. Check it out, please, man. Go check it out. Uh, let's go to Chris in Smithtown, our friend. What's going on, Chris? Hey, guys. What's going on? How are you? Great. What's up? So who do we think on the Mets is going to catch the neurovirus this week and be out for three months? Uh, definitely be someone on the rotation. I would say it sounds like a Severino thing, doesn't it? Totally. Sounds like a Severino situation. Yeah, I don't know so much about, like, it doesn't sound like Lindor or Alonzo or any of those guys. Uh, maybe Harrison Bader, the former Yankees who have been known to get hurt recently. I think those two guys end up getting it, Harrison Bader and, and Luis Severino. Yeah, I don't know if it's just like a perception thing as a fan because you just follow your teams, but it just like always just seems like they're always stuck with injuries, even the Jets too. But, I mean, what can they do from an organizational standpoint just to try to fix some of these things? <clears throat> Keep them away from their kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, as far as germs are concerned, yeah, yes, well, yeah. but... Yeah, I mean, this is a question. I remember when they tried to change the way that Jose Reyes ran uh, when he was pulling all the hamstrings all those years ago. I mean, there's, I don't know. I mean, the Yankees deal with the same stuff. I mean, there's a every, million every, injuries. Every team in the league deals with the same stuff. Right. It's the same thing in football. It's the same thing. It's all these sports. You know, all these sports now are 24-7, 365, especially with the amount of money that they're being paid. And so teams tend to be a little bit more... Uh, cautious when dealing with injuries because they don't want to have guys out for three months. It's such a long season, exactly. I like, might is. as well All give them is. right, give, give them some more time off in April and May, and then hopefully you're still in it by the time they come back. So, do you think that they're going to fix these jerseys and pants? No, no. I think it's too late. Now, I said last week I was like, you have a full month to fix them before the season starts. Yes. But I, I bet you that they are, they're, they're probably saying, ah, people are overreacting. These pants are great. They're awesome. Like, chill out. But, I don't know. I just don't, I don't think the jerseys look right. And maybe it's just because of the size of the name on the back. Well, that's, yeah, that that's exactly right. And then the see-through pants is a huge problem. That's not a problem with the Yankees because it's not about the back of the jersey. It's about the front of the jersey. That is true. And the Yankees with the pinstripe pants, you don't really see through it as much. Kind of covers it yeah, up the a little Mets, bit. Yeah, the Mets had the pinstripes. But uh, in the in the gray 
pants, they look fine. Gray pants are fine. It's it's the white pants. It's the white pants. The white pants just are the ones. Just fix the white pants. Yeah. I mean, it's. It, I don't know how they could say it's the best material they ever had. Lightest. Okay, lightest, and, and, yes. W- and wick, wick, wicking? Wicking, moisture wicking? Yes. Moisture wicking? Yeah. Uh, Joe in Princeton. What's going on, Joe? Hey, hey good morning, guys. What's um, up? I'm just curious to get uh, Boomer's reaction to uh, his buddy Rob Calabrese leaving the Jets. I mean, I don't know how they could tell that this isn't a house of cards just coming down. I mean, everybody's jumping off that ship, it seems like, about a year early because they know you know, even if Rodgers plays all right, this team isn't going anywhere. So I'm just curious if Boomer had a reaction to kind of all the staffing changes. I, you know, I did there. see, I did see Robbie went with uh, Matt Lafleur out there with uh, Sean McVay and the and the Rams. I think it's a smart move by him. I really do. I think you're you're going with a, a much more secure situation. Uh, you're going uh, to reunite with somebody who brought you in in the first place. Uh, if you started to feel uncomfortable around dealing with Aaron Rodgers and the offensive room and the quarterback room, uh, if you had an opportunity to leave, you would leave too. So I, th- I think it's smart by him. I didn't talk to him. I haven't really talked to him in years. Uh, but I, I've always known he was there, and I always, I've always known that he was appreciated by Rob Sala. That I do know, and by Joe Douglas, for that matter. Uh, they, they really do feel like he has a very, very bright future in the coaching ranks. And one of those things I think you have to do when your coaches realize when another opportunity is knocking. And he left his hometown, New York, and he's going out to California to go work with the Rams and Sean McVay, which I think is a really smart thing for him to do. Yeah, sure. I mean, and I think that last year's dysfunction would make anybody want a fresh start somewhere. I mean, like I say, he he had to deal with three years of Zach Wilson, Tim Boyle, Joe Flacco, uh, Trevor Trevor Simeon, Chris Strebler. I mean, you can't even imagine how frustrating and how like just incredibly difficult that had to be for him, especially because prior to that, all he was was like an, a, a GA for the Denver Broncos. Now he came in as the quarterback coach. And then all of a sudden they bring in Todd Downing, they bring in Nate, Nate Hackett, and he's a guy, he doesn't know these guys. Yeah, and I think that when you know that there's not a lot you can do with the starting quarterback... Meaning that he's calling his own shots. And yes. Really, what what are you? Exactly. So he's trying to get away from that. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to, re- well, not trying, but he's going to reunite with somebody who did believe in him and who did hire him initially. And Mike LaFleur. Yep. Yeah. All right, Boomer and Geo coming alive. The Bill Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. So Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman made national political news uh, over the weekend. I guess it was maybe on Friday, Thursday or Friday, where he has a ban on county land for transgender athletes to play in women's sports. So very specifically, someone who was biologically born a man, uh, this new order uh, prevents them if they have transitioned or are transitioning to play women's sports. He's not saying they can't play male sports. He's not saying they can't play co-ed sports. He is saying that they cannot play women's sports. Now, obviously, you get a lot of the other side, including the governor, come out and say that it is uh, transphobic and draconian and all of these things and using all these talking points. There are multiple examples, and I don't think that Bruce Blakeman or anybody that agrees with him is saying that, that 
The folks who are transitioning aren't allowed to do that. I don't think anybody necessarily cares is what you want to do with your private life. Some people do. I know I don't. Go ahead and, and, and live your life. Do what you want to do. But it is, there's been clear examples when it comes to this that there is a huge unfair advantage. We just saw that story up in Lowell, Massachusetts where there was a, like six girls had to leave the game because this guy was bullying them around on the court. We watched Leah Thomas. Uh, do what she did, break all the women's swimming records. So it's just there. there's an unfair advantage there. Now, is he using this to prop himself up politically? People could say that uh, because it is a hot-button issue, and he knows that a lot of people in his base are going to agree with him. Uh, but I don't look at this as transphobic and or draconian uh, in any way. I just think this is something that most people on both sides of the aisle will agree is is unfair when you see someone who was born biologically a man dominate women's sports. You know, so let me ask you this. You have two daughters. I do. Uh, how would you feel if they had to compete in a situation like you just um, um, described up in Massachusetts? Yeah, I mean, I would be, yeah, I would be livid. How would you feel if you were Riley Gaines and you jumped into a pool and, you know, uh, Leah Thomas, you know, tied you and they gave her the medal and not, or gave her the medal instead of you yeah i mean i would i would be I, I upset mean, like it's, it's it's just common sense I, and again i i just i it's obviously a political hot button it's something that bruce blakeman felt like he had to do maybe his constituents were pushing it but uh i have uh two granddaughters now um hopefully a third on the way yeah and i want them to have equal rights and i want them to be able to play their sport against the people they're supposed to be playing against it's as simple as that i mean i i don't know what else to tell you you want to live your life a certain way live your life the way that you want to live it i have no problem with that but once you start impacting others in a negative fashion then that's where my issues come into and and i think most of us feel from a practical standpoint while it sounds harsh what it is, it's making sure that women's sports are played on an equal playing level. Yeah, and these, these examples are still few and far between, but when those examples come up, it's extreme. I mean, it is, it is extreme. There is an unfair advantage. And I really, I mean, I don't know how anybody, like how mm-hmm. Leah Thomas or, the, or the, the transitioning basketball player up in Lowell, Massachusetts, how, how you can feel good about yourself, like blocking shots and knocking girls down and all this like what do you like what the hell well the interesting thing about leah thomas you know when he was considered a male and not a transitioning female he was on the males team mm-hmm. on the male team right yeah and now all of a sudden for one year he's on the female team and he's shattering records yeah, in I the mean, pool right. and you know what good for him to be whoever he wants to be or she wants to be or they want to be but when it starts impacting others negatively that's where you get into this issue about women's rights i mean i i mean i don't know how look how any parent would want to put their daughter on a field against a biological male i just don't know Listen, i have if, no idea if if sabrina is playing basketball in Sayville and then a a trans athlete blocked her shot and that person was born with the name Ned, I'd be pretty upset about it. I, I think you would, <laughs> and I've yeah. got to be honest with you. I'd be and, upset about and it. And it would be up for your school system. But, you know, again, what ends up happening, what I believe ends up happening, and, you know, I haven't obviously delved into the weeds and all this, but what happens with these public schools is that New York State out of Albany mm-hmm. holds money over their heads and says, you're not getting this money unless you do it this way. 
And that and that's and you know I, I don't know if Governor Hochul has any kids. You know, how would she like it if her daughter were in a race where she had been dominating her whole life and she's running the hurdles, you know, and she's going to be the next Jackie Joyner Kersey. Right. And she's going to be great. And then all of a sudden. Carl Lewis shows up. She, exactly. Yeah. And then wipes her out. She get, didn't have a chance to make, you know, a college team or an Olympic team or whatever team she was going for. I wonder if the governor would be singing a different tune. Yeah. And I know that some people that are are against this or some people that agree with Bruce Blakeman, rather, uh, are people who are transphobic and, and don't want any sort of equal rights. I, this, that's not what Bruce Blakeman is saying. That's not what his, if you read the whole thing, if you listen to all his words, he's not denying the ability for trans people to play sports or live their lives in any way that they want to live their lives. He is trying to make an even playing field for women's sports. That's it. He's protecting women's rights, which I think women have been fighting for for hundreds of years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and now all of a sudden they've been thrown out the window the last five years and it's become a political uh, hotbed and hot topic, of course, but you know it seems it does seem extreme when a elected official comes out and says what he said. Now I give him I give him credit for you know doing what his constituents want him to do. That's usually what happens when somebody is elected to represent a group of people. Like yeah. like, like for instance, take take Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. You can have her, but you just take her for a second. Um, you know, she is claiming she's elected by a group of people that want her to be, you know, have policies that reflect who they are. Mm-hmm. Now, not everybody in her district is going to believe that. But it seems like the majority of people who do the, the voting have voted her in for some reason. It's the same thing with the mayor. Like, I, I can't vote for the mayor. I'm not a New York City resident, so I right. can't vote for him. Right. But if he, he didn't tell me that when he was running for office that he was going to accept 130,000 illegal immigrants and then pay them money that for, out of my tax dollar. He didn't say that when he was running. That's right. Yep. I, so I, I don't know. You you know, this this is, uh, you know, like we're getting into politics and all of that other stuff. I, I just try to think of it from a practical standpoint. And if your daughters were playing, you know, would would you want them to have to go through the indignity of losing to somebody who was born a male? Yeah, I mean, and even I mean, this is one of those things I really do believe that that most people would probably end up somewhere in the same area on this. Even Bob Costas, who was a guy who is out there politically talking very much with the left talking points, said similar things about this issue, saying that, listen, there's there's a weight class in boxing for a reason, right? I mean, there's you can't have uh, heavyweights not going to fight a, a lightweight. Just not fair. Just uh, there's different body compositions. There's different DNA. It's just different everything. Um, so th- th- I bring that up just because I, I don't think this is something that is, you know, 100 percent. You know, on one side or the other. I do think there can be some common ground there. Well, there also could be, you know, co-ed sports. You know, there there are co-ed, you know, sports leagues that you can join and you can play in. I don't think anybody would have a problem with that. No. I, I, I yeah, I mean, that that's going to be the toughest thing to figure out is, you know, where, like, all right, someone who... I think that this is the the first of its kind in the country. This Nassau County one. it is. It so is. it's it's this is it's not like this is going on all over the country. But let's say that it does for a second. You know where does that that trans athlete? You know where will that person be able to play? Well, the interesting thing will be the aquatic center. 
uh, over at Rose, uh, over by uh, the Northwell Ice Arena. Yeah. The Northwell Ice Arena is another place. You know, the other thing, too, is that some of these county fields do host playoff games for different teams. And I don't know how many trans athletes we're actually talking about here uh, in uh, the, the county of Nassau. But if there is a playoff game that is scheduled to be played on a county field and one of the teams is has played the entire season with a trans athlete that trans athlete's not going to be allowed to play or will they move the game i would think they would probably move the game is what i think would happen yeah yeah i mean it's listen it's complicated no i I, know i don't i don't think it's all that complicated actually well i mean (laughs) i I really don't i yeah well i kind of said the same thing as far as the fact that like i do think that most people would agree I would say that it, it's complicated in the standpoint of, of the part of it that's complicated to me is, okay, someone wants to play that who's a trans athlete. I mean, do you say, okay, you can play co-ed or you can, or you can play on the women's team if you were born a woman? And, and is, that, is that the answer? Is that going to be acceptable to those who have transitioned? I don't know. That would that would seem it, like the logical only, thing. It only, to me. It's only one way. It's only when the male transitions to the female. Right. Exactly. That's where the issue lies. Right. Yeah. The other way, it does not. No. Lie. But I'm saying, so all right, right. If that person, so the male transitions to the female, then is that guy allowed to play? Is that person allowed to play on the male's team still? I mean, when would that work? That'd be a that 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 would be that would probably be the answer. But then, but that person knows if they're going to be taking the the amount of uh, pharmaceuticals that they need to take to reach a certain level of, I guess, what, estrogen? Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. I, I mean, I think that would be, uh, I think that would be tough. But, I, I mean, look, I got three, you know, two granddaughters, and I all I want them to be is the best that they possibly can be and have every opportunity in this world to become the persons or the person that they want to be. And, uh if it's through sports, great. If it's not, great. But whatever it is, they should be who they want to be. And that's as good. That's the same that goes for everybody else. But <laughs> I just don't want them to be negatively impacted by somebody else that's going through a transition that was born a male and is obviously stronger, bigger, and faster uh, biologically. When there's a competitive advantage, right? That's yeah. something that has to be. And also a danger. Sure. I mean, there's a, there's a much, there's a much, I would imagine they forfeited that game up in Massachusetts. They they stopped it. Yeah, because the coach took his players off the off the right. court because there's like four of them that got injured. It was like we can't right. do this any longer. Uh, let's go to Andrew, who's in Brooklyn. What's going on, Andrew? Hey, what's up, boys? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, yeah, you know it is. It's a touchy issue. Um, my, I my thoughts are kind of with boomers. I I don't really think it's that complicated. I think we've kind of fallen into like. A fear of repercussion is what's everyone going to say to us on social media for having an opinion? And this is, again, it's kind of a politically leaning uh, situation where it's being pushed, it's being grabbed and picked and prodded at. It's kind of an everyday news. But uh, if you look up, I think her name was Cyborg, who was a USC fighter, a man that became a woman and went into the women's UFC. Look up that his first her her first fight, like it was it was bad. I like you said. I think now it's like like girls are getting hurt. I think more and more people are going to start taking uh, this other side of it. Is you know make if if all these people want to do this, they maybe make another league. We made women's leagues for sports. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is something that was when I actually the, pro- the problem is, I mean, is they're, they're going to be a many, trans league, right? You know? How many how many trans people are there? I don't I don't know the answer that are playing that. sports that on top play, of right. it in the same area. I mean, it's kind of you know that's I I don't think that that's going to happen. No, I would I would think that uh, there are a lot of people a hell of a lot smarter than you and I that have gone over this a thousand different ways. But all we do know is that there are too many examples of how unfair it is for the women who are playing. And you, you can vilify Riley Gaines all you want. That's her life. It got taken away from her. Yeah. And she is fighting tooth and nail uh, for women to have their equal rights that they've been fighting for for years and years and years and years and years. So I take my hat off to her because... You know, she's the one that's lived the life, and she's actually seen it up close and personal. Right, affected her her life directly. Rob in New Hyde Park, what's going on, Rob? RNG, oh yeah. What's what up, Rob? Rob? What's going on? Nothing. Just want to touch on the legal uh, aspect of what's going to happen here. I'm assuming there's going to be some kind of challenge from uh, you know one sort of entity or another that's going to put this this ban into the courts. And what I think is going to happen is they're going to argue in a vacuum that what they're trying to do uh, on the opposing side of the ban, what they're trying to do is exclude, you know, people based on gender identity, which is something New York has unfortunately like kind of litigated or, or passed legislation already. And you might see the ban get struck down, uh, whether it's right, wrong or indifferent. And that's because the ban specifically targets people based on gender identity. And What's going to have to be balanced is going to be the government's interest in protecting the health of young women, which I think you have a legitimate argument there, and I'd really like to see how it plays out. But I want to get your guys to take on what do you see coming in terms of the challenges and what do you see you know, locally what, what the groundswell movement is going to be from those who are opposed and those who are for the ban. You know, I don't, I don't doubt that there's going to be a legal challenge. Again, I'm not a legal scholar by any stretch of the imaginations, but, you know, anytime you've seen arguments like this take place in public, there's always going to be somebody representing the people who feel like they're unrepresented. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So we're going to see some sort of legal challenge without question. But I, I, I honestly believe if you're not afraid to talk about it and you can talk about it in a reasonable way, all you have to do is say it's about women's rights. It's about their health. It's about their uh, opportunity to excel in a sport that they've given their whole life to. Yeah, and it may be taken away because of some of these um, some of these allowances that just don't seem to make any sort of physical sense to me. That's and, and being an athlete myself, I I just I know what it takes to become great, like Riley Gaines. And to all of a sudden, out of the blue, have to jump into a pool with a guy who, by the way, uh, for four years prior was on the men's swim team at the University of Pennsylvania and still has his penis and is still in the freaking locker rooms and all of this other stuff. If your daughter was put into that situation, how would you feel? Yeah, no, I'm, I would not be happy at all. Uh, a couple of things. One, uh, the caller called up, but I, I wanted to make sure of this. And I also got a, a text from... A friend as well. That cyborg that he was talking about was not transgender. That she was born a woman, still is a woman. I don't know where he got that from, uh, but I wasn't sure right away, so I went to go check that. Um, so I wanted to, uh, I wanted to absolutely correct that. And also, this is what Kathy Hochul's response was to this Bruce Blakeman uh, ban. He, 
She said there's nothing lower than trying to score cheap political points by putting a target on the backs of some of our state's most vulnerable children. Now that the Nassau GOP's fear-mongering on immigration failed in NY3, they're resorting to a new divisive culture war attack, bullying trans kids. We're proud New York has some of the nation's strongest protections for the LGBTQ plus <clears throat> community, and my administration is committed to enforcing these laws. Nobody's against the LGBTQ community at all. <laughs> at all. I mean, you want to talk about scoring cheap political points. That's what that statement is right there. She's doing the same thing. She's, I mean, that that's just, I don't know, whatever. But um, I there will it's, it's, be pushback because it's this state. That's why there's going to well, be massive gonna be, pushback. There's going to be pushback across the country, and there will be, and there'll be but fights Especially back here in forth. New York. I mean, you know, without a but, doubt. But just, again, I don't know how many times you got to say it. Live your life the way you want to live it. And right. Don't negatively impact somebody else. Right, yeah. That, that's basically what it comes down to. All right, let's go to Alexandra in Connecticut. What's going on, Alexandra? Hi, guys. How are you? Good, Alexandra. What's happening? Good. Um, I just kind of wanted to weigh in on the conversation as well. I have kind of a unique perspective. Um, my ex-husband is trans, was actually born male, and is now uh, female. And, um, Boomer, I completely agree with you personally, um, but I also agree with... Or not agree with, but see, you know, how trans people want to be included, how exclusion hurts them. And, you know, I, you said it's not complicated. In one way, it's not complicated. In another way, it's extremely complicated. And, um, you know, it's, there's definitely going to be legal pushback. Um, but I agree that even after a male has transitioned, um, he's still going to retain those inherent physiological traits um you know that can't be removed with with an operation or anything like that or changed with an operation um so yeah it's it's going to be definitely interesting to see how things play out and um i agree that we should be able to talk about it in a civilized manner and not be afraid to to voice our opinions so yeah that 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 is important and let me ask you alexander do you have any children no all right. So, I mean, like, I, I just think of the mothers and fathers that are putting their young daughters out there on the field of play. And it could be anything. It could be lacrosse. It could be uh, softball. It could be ice hockey. It could be any major sports where there will be collisions. And I just think about how that is an unfair advantage to those young women. And those young women should have every advantage and every opportunity not to have to run into something like that. Yeah, I mean, this is just the one example, too. We're talking about competitive athletics. That's yeah, it. That, it. Right. And we're talking about, you know, people who are going for scholarships in college or going for, you know, while they're in college, building a resume to maybe go pro somewhere. Like, those people that on their resume are are getting denied opportunities to win certain things because of uh, someone like Leah Thomas. We're not this is not Jim Crow laws that's being proposed. We're, we're not, talking we're about not competitive talking about, athletics. We're not, we're not talking about not letting people into restaurants or have a parade in New York City right. or live their lives. Got to use a different water fountain. No. No, we're is, not asking for any of that. Well, no, nobody's saying that. All nobody. I'm saying and what I would be fighting for is my granddaughter's health and her her and depending on what she may turn into, by the way. Yeah. It may, you know, I, I'm not, who knows? I mean, I just, I just think that it's, 
it's a practical application of understanding what sports is all about and how competitive it really is. Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Jerry joins us with an update moment of the day coming up in just a couple minutes. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. A beautiful day out there today. How about that? 45 by 11. Wow. Yeah, I had plans to go out and uh, play today, but then the uh, place that I booked online said we're still closed because we got too much snow in the fairways still. Wow. Need me to set you up? Aware. Does What's a old bear thing? poop in the woods? Does, does it have does it have to be discussed openly? I mean, I, I, I can make a okay, yeah, calls. No, no, no. I, I forget. I won't. No, 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 right, no, 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 no. He's I, in. I he's in. No, I didn't not. mean it like no, that. Not. I was just saying there's a lot of places that are closed right now. That's all. You know, so we will discuss off the air. Trust me, I was not. We have no snow by me anymore. Everything's gone. I know. Uh, we talk about this all the time. Know, For whatever reason, things are just worse weather-wise by me than it's they colder. are. It's colder. Well, I will yeah. say just the water. Maybe, maybe because you're closer to the ocean. But I would also say that I tend to think that Jersey always gets the worst of it. Maybe. I I don't know. Storm-wise, I guess. I feel like you've had worse storms than us, though, this, Maybe this, this winter. Yeah. yeah, you might well, be I right. I always feel like North Jersey, Connecticut, up into Massachusetts. Oh, North, North Jersey. I'm more central yes, to yeah. the south. Okay. North more and south. west. North and west? Yeah, they get okay, screwed big time. Okay. Mm. Uh, all right, Jerry, what's brought to you by the Farmer's Dog? Fresh human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. And also brought to you by Jack Pocket. Order official state lottery games on your phone with Jackpocket. This is a little bit off the beaten path, but I did see uh, Shannon Sharp and Chad Ochocinco. They do a good job of posting a lot of these clips from their Nightcap podcast. This is more of the serious uh, tone because I guess Adrian Peterson has been in financial problems to where they're starting to see some of his property to sell at auction. Right, his MVP he, trophy, stuff like yes, that. Yeah. To where he has since posted he's fine financially, that they're just taking things. I don't know. But these two discussed it, and Shannon basically was coming... Uh, with the theme of, well, of course he might be broke when he did things like this during his career. He spent millions on his 30th birthday party that featured a camel in which he rode, snake charmers, belly dances, first class travel. Ocho, I want you to listen to what I'm saying. First class travel for 300 guests. Look at this birthday party. A camel? <laughs> Yeah, a camel. So then Ocho Cinco, who... So he threw himself a 30th birthday party. Yes, in 2015. And he already talked about how he made about $100 million in his career after taxes. Who knows what that is? And then you do things like this. About, about after taxes, agent fees and everything, let's say I'll give you a net... I'll give you a net $43 million. So then Chad Ochocinco, who, as he would remind everybody, he's a very cheap slash frugal person because he he understood early on the money's not going to last uh, very long because the careers are short. He sounded genuinely upset because he likes Peterson. Listen, I'm all for enjoying yourself, the fruits of your labor. You work hard as hell to get to the NFL. You work hard as hell. Enjoy yourself. But you got to know mm. when to say no to family. Oh, yeah, for sure. You got to know when to say no to friends. And you got to know when to say no to those who mean you no good that's around you, especially those that weren't there before mm. you made it. So he might, Peterson might, you know, this, this Chad Johnson, he's a funny guy. So we get uh, inducted together in the Ring of Honor for yeah. Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. There's about 100 people with him, and there's like 10 people with me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know if they were all on his dime or they all came. 
You know, I, and T.O. was a part of it, too. It I nice remember, to yeah. T.O. show up for that. Mm. I would Listening to him, I'd be yes. stunned if he's the one that paid for them all, but you never know. It was, it was amazing. He had, he had an army of people. Yeah, that, that he all made fly Frontier. <laughs> <laughs> Send him half the bill. I'm trying to know, where does he live now? I have no idea where he's living. I don't know, because he does that show. He's got a different room behind him every yeah. night. He's somewhere else. Right. So, I don't know. Uh, so, you have that. You also got Eagles wide receiver A.J. Brown from a couple of days ago, WIP in Philly. Yeah, the report about fracturing in the locker room, the whole thing with Jalen Hurts. So, first, are you and the teammates inside the locker room okay? Yeah, the locker room is fine. After the season, whatever. I just said players wasn't executed, like I said in the interview. That's what it came down to. I think the media kind of ran with the coaches. The coaches fault. The coaches didn't prepare us and this and that. I never blame the coaches. I'm not the person to blame the coach. All right, so you have that. Then you have the whole thing he called the report that him and Jalen Hurts don't get along is a bunch of BS. And then he called out the Philadelphia media. What's the deal? Like, you guys are supposed to be supporting Philly, but, you know, it don't turn, turn out It don't turn out to be that. You know what I'm saying? Like, why, why make up so many rumors? You know what I'm saying? Like, because most of the rumors don't, don't even be real rumors. These, these are rumors that you guys are making up and everybody run with. Like, so what's the deal? <laughs> by and by the way, you know, he's a great football player. He is that was a great trade by Howie Roseman. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest misconceptions when a guy comes from a smaller market maybe to a larger northeast crazy fan base place is that they think that the media is supposed to be on their side. You're supposed to be supporting us. You're supposed to be rooting for us because he came from a place in Tennessee where they were probably doing that most of the time. Well, I mean when you're losing and the way that they collapsed at the end of the year, they were going to get hammered, and everybody wanted to know why. What was the reason for, you know, the dip in production, especially you know at the wide receiver position? Because quite frankly, I thought AJ Brown was going to be an All Pro player, and that's you know that's the award all the players want. But Amon Ross St. Brown, the last couple of weeks, surpassed him mm-hmm. because the while the Eagles were going one way, the the uh, the Lions were surging. And he overtook A.J. Brown as the one of the all-pro wide receivers. And speaking of wide receivers, it does look like, I'm sure you mentioned it, T. Higgins will get the franchise tag in Cincinnati. So Yeah, for $21.8 million. Yep. So you've got that and Peter King announcing his retirement after uh, all these years covering the NFL. Uh, elsewhere, we've got the Rangers and a 10-game winning streak came to an end yesterday. They lost to the Blue Jackets 4-2. Uh, Jack Roslovic snapping a 2-2 tie in the second. Peter Lavulette not interested in back-to-backs or anything like that. Team went out, didn't win. We needed to win a game tonight. There's no there's no excuses with the schedule. The schedule's a schedule. Everybody catches back-to-backs. You're expected to be able to handle that. And tonight uh, wasn't wasn't our best. And here was your guy, Chris Kreider, unhappy with the loss. Two points divisional opponent. It's a bummer to lose a hockey game. Especially when we've been playing well. So, point, points matter, especially at this point in the season. Well, they'll get another chance for two more points on Wednesday when they play Columbus uh, once again this time. And one of the, the greatest garden. winning streaks in franchise history and you know, get another one going now. I was actually surprised, only because they've been around so long, and they've, I know they haven't won a ton of Stanley Cups, but they've been a really good organization. That 10 was the record. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's hard to win 10 games in a row in any sport. Yep, well, they won 10, not 11. They can start again on Wednesday. Yes. Uh, the Lightning beat the Devils. No 10-game winning streaks there for New Jersey. Uh, 4-1 the final yesterday. You got the Islanders in Dallas tonight. 
Knicks and Pistons this evening. Knicks still all banged up, as we know. And the Nets are in Memphis. We'll have that on the fan at 7.50. St. John's Creighton. Well, whatever Rick Pitino said last week certainly worked because his team had a solid win on Sunday. Right wing pass goes to Dingle. Five seconds to shoot. Four seconds to shoot. Dingle down the left side of the lane. Step back, jump shot over Bristol. Let's go. Yeah, the Dingleberry. Jenkins drains it. <laughs> Big time hoop in St. John's head, 84-78. Dingleberry. And Dingle sends it over to Yakimovsky. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what that uh, means. Hang on for just a minute. So yeah. that was John Minko on St. John's Radio from Learfield. They beat number 15, Creighton, 80-66. to 66. Dingle had 18. Danis Jenkins, 27. I mean, college basketball is awesome. It is better than the NBA. It is awesome. I mean, you know... Especially when you start coming down to these tournaments and everything, late season runs. Yeah, we're getting there now. I mean, kids, they go 100 miles an hour. Even watching that Maryland-Rutgers game yesterday, I mean, Rutgers just couldn't hit any shots. Yes, they missed a lot of shots. And it seemed like the ball was always bouncing to a Maryland player. Mm -hmm. And I think the Maryland players had that last loss to Rutgers at uh, the Xfinity Center. Maryland kind of a little motivation. That was the second of five out of six they lost. So they had enough of losing. Yes. So they they went in there. And I'll tell you one thing, too, about Kevin Willard. So the kid Julian Reese had a great game. That's Has Angel a, Reese's brother. Had a dunk yes. and then started yelling at, like, the students. Yes. Willard would call timeout, went right after him. Say, hey, you know, basically the... Oh, he's no joke. Shut up and play. Yeah, it was pretty good. And then he finished the game and played great. Uh, so a good win for Maryland, 63-46 yesterday over Rutgers. Baseball-wise, Yankees beat the Blue Jays 12-6. They'll play the Twins today. Here's Juan Soto having a blast in Tampa with his new Yankee fans. It's a great feeling. Uh, it's still spring training. It's a great feeling to to get to know the fans and everything and how it's going to be up there in New York. Oh, keep hitting 430-foot home runs. Well, you get a lot of, yeah. a lot of home runs. Who has more home Runs Pete Alonso or Juan Soto in their career? Well, Alonso's older. Um, I'll well, say I, I will say this though: Juan Soto has played almost a hundred more games. Really? Yes. I'm going to say because you're asking me. I'm going to say I would have said Soto, but I'm going to say Pete Alonso because you're asking the question. By 32, 192 yeah. to 160. Doesn't Alonso have more than Judge too? Yeah, how about the RBIs? Who's got more RBIs? Well, again, I'm going to go with Alonzo since we're playing this game. Right, almost 500 to 483. What's his war? See, the war is where the, that's a big problem. <laughs> I heard that before. Whatever that means. I just heard war, and I thought you guys were talking about what's going on right. overseas, and then I heard you mentioned baseball. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> and now you it's great. we were going to talk overseas war versus <laughs> I did. overseas war? I, yeah, I thought it's possible, yes. You know what's great now? This year with the new uniforms, we could see which one of these guys has the bigger swing. <laughs> we can compare that as well. <laughs> How about for the guys with the smaller ones? I know, it's tough. I thought about that. Going to be emasculating. It's 100%. You know what they do? We're bringing back the cup. cup. Bringing back the cup, <laughs> cup yes. Yeah. Damn right. Uh, the Mets will play the Nationals today. Just real quick, this was uh, Carlos Mendoza on the update on Senga. What's the deal? Like, you That's guys supposed him. to be. <laughs> that would have been great. Carlos. <laughs> What's the deal, man? That was AJ With these Brown. Japanese pitchers. <laughs> <laughs> this is Carlos Mendoza. He flew to New York and got a PRP injection, which was recommended by the doctors. And Senga was on board with it. Uh, he's back today uh, at the complex. Uh, everything went well. But now it's probably like three weeks of not throwing and letting the shot do the work. And then so. You know what's amazing to me about this Carlos Mendoza? So he is now in the first moment in his career where he has to talk about players' injuries. Yeah. And, you know, teams usually don't like to openly talk about injuries. 
I wonder if they ever I wonder if they sat him down when they hired him and said, look, you know, this is how we're going to describe injuries. This, I wonder if that was part of the, the fact that, that Stern spoke, well, yeah. though, the other day at length, I think, yeah. helped in that way. Exactly. Right. Yep. Otherwise, you might be right if this was like a, a newsflash to everybody. But we knew that there was something going on. Yeah. I mean, it's just very open about the injuries, which is good. I, I kind of like it from where we sit. Because it gives us a, a real perspective. Because we're not really sure what the Knicks are doing with Julius Randle. We hear multiple things. Or in hockey. Lower body, upper body. Yeah. No idea how they're going to be out, how long they're going to be out. All right, time now for moment of the day. Brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila brought to you by those who drink it. <laughs> and yes, some very interesting names in sports these days, as we discussed a couple of hours ago. So I'm watching this sports center, and they're talking about Washington State basketball. And Linda Cohn's doing the highlights. And she goes, and then they get the ball to Andre Jakimovsky. And I went, no. No, no, no. And then I look it up, and it's 100% his name. Andre Jakimovsky. J-A-K-I-M-O-V-S-K-I. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Did she laugh when she said it? No. She she was after a huge upset win over Arizona. Yeah. And... Jack Amorski <laughs> stood tall. Jack it's amazing, and I just went, "No, no way!" And then I went to the, I went to the the website and the roster. And there he was. There, there was not a mistake. But it's probably Yakamoski. Whatever. Yakamoski. <laughs> but it's with a J, though. Yeah, Yakamoski. Well, really not much better. Right? So, but like he's over there, like Jakimowski's not a funny thing. He comes to America, so why everybody laughing? <laughs> <laughs> there you go, guys. Moment of the day. All right, very good, Jerry. Thank you. We will see you tomorrow. Right it's on. Boomer and Geo coming to you live for the Build Ford Tough Studio. All right, so we got you set up for golf today? <laughs> yeah, but now I don't have anybody to play with. Ah, I'm sure that person that is uh, taking care of you would probably play with you. Maybe. Or yeah. maybe you call your boy Frank and let's go, Frank. Yeah, Frank's probably working. I don't know. Yeah, working? I, doing what? He's working hard. That's what great general managers at golf courses do. Yeah, well, his golf course I know is not open. Yeah, right. It is not. So call him. It's halfway between where he is and you are right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you guys can meet and get and go play nine if you want. All right. Yeah, I'll figure it out. I The one guy I was supposed to play with, now I feel bad because I canceled the other one, and he's now he's probably doing something else. I got to right. ask him. I don't know. It's a mess now. Okay. It's a mess, but I'm happy. Right. I'm happy that I got a spot. You want to play? No, I don't want to play. Why not? Beautiful. Uh, Beautiful. Yeah, I know. Because I, I, I have to do some other things. Yeah, screw the other things. I wish I could say that, but I can't. Live a little. I am. Live, damn it, live. Live. I mean, <laughs> I mean, come on. you got to get in shape for uh, Casa de Campo. Let's yes, go. I do. Let's get in shape for that. I am getting in shape for that. Squeezing a round or two. Um, what's it like, Al, screening phone calls on a topic such as this with the uh, transgender athlete thing? It's a rough one because uh, we all the phones are buzzing. And I'm trying to go through them because I want to get somebody on the air. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I right. want to get somebody who's interesting. It's a lot of just parroting your take, so I don't want to do that because it's already thing. Hmm. And sometimes people have a good take, and they go through this whole long story, and then they go, oh, I don't want to go on the air. Well, then what are you calling me for? You tell them. <laughs> no, right. no. Pass it along. Yeah, pass this along. <laughs> God, oh. What a waste of time. Oh, my Nothing gosh, worse just... than somebody wants you to pass something yeah, along. Yeah, pass this along. I, 
I yeah. never. Which should come out of your mouth, not right. out of my mouth, because I might not be correct in the way that I am characterizing what you have just told me. Correct. And I never, by the way, I never pass it along to Boomer Gia. <laughs> right. Don't pass anything <laughs> along to us. I never. I, listen, that's been going on for years and years and years. Back when I was producing Steve Summers in 2006, I wasn't passing it along back then either. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll pass it along. Nope. This is where it ends. Right here. All right. Let's go to Michael, who's in Manhattan. What's going on, Michael? Hey, guys. Uh, you're kind of missing the point on this Blankman thing. I know, Boomer, you live in uh, Nassau County. Yeah, it's Blankman. It's not Blankman. Blankman. Yes. I'm sorry. It's all right. Uh, so let's say, this is a hypothetical, that Gina leaves Geo. <laughs> I don't think it's that much. It's not that crazy. <laughs> and hooks up with you, Boomer. You'd say that's a significant increase, right? Uh, uh, yeah, well, <laughs> I think Gina would have to decide that. Blakeman's wife left him and hooked up with Paul McCartney. That Get out of here. time biggest improvement ever. Uh, wait, there was one just recently we were talking about that was a huge improvement. Oh, I forget who it was. So, but what does that have to do with anything that we're talking about? Nothing. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, Al, you didn't want to pass that along to us? No, I wanted him to pass that <laughs> okay. along to you personally. No, that was funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I mean, think her name was Nancy Chevelle. That's who it was? I think that's who it was, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did not know that story. Oh, we were just talking about a huge upgrade with somebody. It was like a couple weeks ago. Like, man, what an upgrade. Or maybe it was just Brittany Mahomes' social circle when Taylor Swift became friends with her. Maybe yeah. that's what it was. But yeah, no, that that's definitely a big upgrade. Yeah, if Gina left me for Boomer, it'd be more money, bigger schween, but older. You know, yeah, older. No, no. That's just, just the don't one. Don't even talk about like hypotheticals like that, please. <laughs> oh, I mean, just. I love that. You'd say that's a big upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> Bob in Boonton, New Jersey. What's going on, Bob? Hey, guys. How you guys doing? All right, Bobby. What's, what's up, happening? Uh, I, I I just can't. First, before I get to what I saw, I, I I can't get this whole Me Too movement. Where are they? They're nowhere to be found. You know, all of a sudden they're 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 lost. They're like a ghost. They're not sticking up for any of these women. And the person that drives me crazy is Megan Rampone. She used to stick up. Rapino, Rapino, Rapino. Yeah, Rapino. Why aren't they getting paid? Why aren't they? Oh, that's great. I get what she's doing. But now she's stuck up for the transgender people. That's all because she didn't have a she didn't lose her spot to a man. So why isn't she sticking up for all these young ladies that that are just going to be absolutely forgotten about <clears throat> and taking things out of their lives? It's disgusting, and she should be held accountable for, for her words and her actions. Now, it says here on the uh, description list for the topic that Al puts up that you went to a transgender soccer game. <laughs> I guess not. And he hung up. Did you just pass that along to us? Oh, okay, I can pass that along to you. He will. He said he was at a game where where a transgender woman was playing in women's uh, women's sports. And oh, she was dominating everybody. It was very hard to watch. Oh, said. okay, all right. I thought he went to like everybody was transgender soccer game. Right, he bought a ticket to that. Looks <laughs> like showed up in the stands. That would have been interesting. Uh, let's go to Jeff, who's up in Connecticut. What's going on, Jeff? 
Hey, good morning, guys. Good to talk to you. Um, here. What's up? So this topic sort of started today when you're talking about a politician who got involved. And unfortunately, in our society, when the politicians get involved, it, it gets muddied and things don't always work out very well. In fact, I think that this issue was actually voted on in Congress and it went right down party lines, which which should is astonishing. Let me, let me just ask you, you mean, Jeff, let me just ask you a question. I don't care. Look, I'm an independent. You know, I am a registered independent here in New York. Okay, so I'd like to think that I don't follow party lines either way. I, I look at issues individually. Uh, if you have a daughter in this situation and she is going up against a transgender athlete, how would you personally feel about that? Well, I agree with you 100 percent. So when I, when I saw that vote, it was amazing to me that every single person who voted against the biological women could go home to their wives, their daughters, and say, yeah, listen, I support you, but I voted the other way. I don't get it. But, but I think the way that the needle can be moved is if the, if the athletes, the, the biological female athletes, take a stand, do civil disobedience, and do it by themselves. And by that, I use swimming as an example. If they got on the blocks, where there is a or multiple transgender swimmers and they feel it's an unfair advantage when the when the starting gun goes they let those swimmers jump in the pool and they stand on the blocks as soon as the transgenders get get done and they get their participation medals which i think is another reason this all started then the girls get back on the blocks and either a coach or one of them says on your mark get set go and they have their real race and I think if that's done over and over again, uh, people will get the idea and the needle will move. Yeah, I mean, you know, it took a lot of guts for women to do that. That's for sure. It takes, uh, it's taken, I don't, I can't even believe I'm saying this. That for somebody like Riley Gaines, it takes guts for her to go out there and speak her mind about the way she feels about how but, she was treated. Right, I know. I mean, that, but, that but it's true, though. become a thing? But, but it's true because you know there's going to be massive backlash. Whether we agree with it or not, you know it's going to be out there. I think, I think you framed it perfectly. We're not telling anybody that they can't go into a restaurant, go into a bathroom. We're not saying any of that. Right. What we're saying is that on the field of play, in organized sports... We want a level playing field for women. Yeah. That's all. That's right. It's pretty simple. 100%. Yep. And that never said, hey, you know, this is the worst thing in the world and we don't want people to have human rights and their own rights so they can't. No. Just do whatever the hell you want. And by the way, don't care, you, but just don't I, I would be, like to think if you are transitioning, you could still, you know, compete against the men if you want. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. If you want. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, but I, I don't listen. And Bruce Blakeman actually said exactly that. Said so if you want to play in the men's situation, you want to play co-ed, fine, but just not in the, the women's league. The problem becomes very. It, it, it is a political ping pong ball going back and forth. Yep. And the amazing thing to me is why I said what I said about being a registered independent, and, and that I can look at issues individually and then decide what I think makes the most practical sense. Is that I know Democrats have daughters and. For those men who are Democrats have wives, I mean, you know. Just sounds you, you, like an organization, DemocratsWithDaughters.com. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like how, like that last caller said, how do they go home and look at their daughter straight in the eye yeah. or their granddaughter? Yeah. It seems like everybody's over 75 years old in Congress. <laughs> you know, I mean, like why, why, how do they go home and look at their families in, in, the, in the eye and say, hey, you know what, I just basically said, you're screwed. I don't think they truly believe in any of that. I think they just do it because they feel like that's what's going to get them reelected. 
There's no way that everybody who says that trans athletes should be competing, men competing against women, agrees with it. Just half the time, it's they just fire up their base to get reelected. How about the trans person who does side with what we're talking about? Yeah. How about that person? How come that person's never heard from? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.